0: Tyler. Oh, hi. Did you finally watch Succession?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Oh my. Okay, what did you think of episode 3?
1: Uh, well, you were probably the fourth person that was like, "Holy shit, did you watch episode 3 of Succession?" Like like yeah. made it such this huge huge deal. Did it get a bit overhyped? It got super duper overhyped. And not only that, I didn't believe it. Neither did I, which I think
0: is what makes it so amazing, is because I think that was the point.
1: Like I I, I did not believe what was happening. Yep. Because, like, Tom is just so fucking nonchalant during his phone call that you're like, like, if he's dying, you think he would be a little more, I don't know, anything, considering that historically Tom's character can be a little emotional. Yeah. He was. It was just like he was having a conversation with someone that he hadn't talked to, but being respectful, which is kind of out of the norm for him because he's kind of low key, a little bit of a d bag. And I
0: think that was kind of the point. Is like because he was so like calm and collected, where he was like, "No, guys, like, I, th- I think you need to like get on the fucking phone here." Because like, it wasn't until the end of that episode where I was like, "Holy shit, he's actually fucking dead."
1: Well, because they don't even show anything happening to him. No, that was the other part that made me go like, "This is sus." Because then he says like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna they're doing." He was in the bathroom and he started breathing wrong, and they're doing CPR, they're doing chest compressions, and you can kind of like hear something happen in the background, but you don't see it. It's not till like a good fifteen or twenty minutes in that you see them, the stewardess actually performing CPR, but you Mm -hmm. all you can see is her pushing down on a fucking chest. You don't see legs, you don't see head, you don't don't see anything yep so i just i wasn't believing it until yeah until we got to the very very end then i was like oh this is okay this actually it happened this isn't some kind of weird ploy
0: yeah and i think that, like i think that's what made it so good is like because they did it in such a way that like made you think like oh is this actually just like a weird fucked up like fucking power move and it's like you're like trying to figure it out and you're like it wait is he is he not? And then, like, by the end, you're like, oh, fuck, okay. It, they, they fucking did it.
1: Well, and especially because everyone kept telling me, like, oh, man, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. The episode prior to that, he meets his kids at the karaoke and, like, kind of gives his half-ass apology and they basically all tell him, like, go fuck himself. Yeah. And that they're going to stall the deal to try and force more money out of the Swede. And Mm -hmm. he, like, turns to them and, he like, very calmly he goes, look, I love all of you, but you're fucking morons. And then he leaves. And that was episode two. So episode three, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to fucking vote to hold off on the sale and push the Swede. And the Swede is going to go, all right, fuck you. I I called Mm -hmm. you, Kendall. Like, I warned you that I was out if you guys pulled this shit. And he pulls out, and therefore all three kids lose their billion-dollar shares and then can no longer buy Pierce. Yep. I thought that was what was going to happen. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's still a possibility. But a couple of things have to happen here. Because like now that he's dead, like the whole show is called Succession. Succession. So, so it's so, like
0: who is going to take his place? Mm,
1: right? Exactly. And are all three kids going to now turn on each other? Are they going to continue with the sale of Gojo and then still buy Pierce and acquire yeah. it? And then is one going to run fucking Waystar and the other runs Pierce and the other does whatever the fuck he wants? Like, yeah, how I don't is know. this going to fucking pan out? I'm
0: I'm really curious where they're going to go with it. Because I, I didn't see episode three happening
1: at no. all. So Which... I never fact check, so I don't know how true it is, but one of my friends had been like, oh yeah, when they wrote this show, the goal was to kill him almost immediately. Like when he's having Uh, the heart attack and he gets in the helicopter and they're like flying him away. Apparently, originally, the original plan was he's going to have his heart attack and he's going to die in that helicopter.
2: Oh, sure. I could see that. I
1: could see that. So I don't, uh, I don't know. It'll it'll definitely be interesting to see. The problem is is we're three deep, and I think there's ten at most. So you've got seven episodes to see these kids fucking fight it out for whether they actually acquire Pierce, whether they just focus on Waystar, whether they even bother to sell Gojo. If they can even sell Gojo, because there's no one standing in their way from trying to pinch the Swede for more money. There's a lot of stuff that could go wrong here. And I think low-key, all of them want... Oh, to totally. be in charge. Yeah, totally. Certainly Shiv and Roy, I mean, they could go either way with Rome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But there's only a I'm, finite number of episodes left and this is the final, final, final season. So...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm curious where they take it. I mean, they... Killing him off this early sets it up, like, to kind of give seven episodes to, like, figure out, like, I guess who... Is succeeding, right? hmm But yeah, I'm I'm curious. But that episode was fucking phenomenal. Like it ended and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was really, really good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. What? Yeah.
2: It was uh just like the
0: the fucking acting like when they're all like taking turns with the phone, like it was just like, and you still don't like fully know, like, I think at that point, like they're still playing on like, is he actually dead? Well,
1: it, <laughs> my train of thought went, um, poor Connor. Cause the episode oh, before yeah. he, he makes this speech. He's like, nobody loves me. Dad doesn't love me. My wife doesn't, my future wife doesn't love me. Like I was just meant to not be loved and I'm okay. That's my superpower being able to not need love. And then, lo and behold, and like, yeah, I get it. Granted, it was his wedding; he had a lot going on. But it took a really, really long time before any of those three bothered to be like like,
0: thought to tell him. Yeah, which I think, which I think is intentional, because it plays on like everyone forgets about Connor, right? Because like it was like halfway into that episode where I was like, wait, hold on your brother's wedding that's going on right now you need to like go tell him and then finally they're like oh fuck we need to go tell him and i was like yeah it it, like it totally plays on that character where it's like everyone just kind of forgets about him because he's like the the older one that no one pays attention to right so it's yeah it was uh it was really good i uh yeah that was probably the best episode of that show i think
1: it's pretty solid. I don't know. The season finale last year was pretty amazing. Yeah, true. That one was really good. But, but yeah.
2: Succession. That uh, that was a banger episode.
1: They're pretty solid. So you finished watching White Lotus season two.
0: Yeah, and darker. I'm even more torn on that show darker, after right? watching season two. Yeah, totally. It totally took a darker turn with. Uh, fucking uh what's her face's husband like plotting to kill her basically yeah with the dude and i was like oh shit okay um yeah sure why not um and she fucking ends up just killing a bunch of people on the yacht yeah and then (laughs) kills herself yeah um in the most like white lotus way possible because she's like trying to like climb into the boat and as soon as i saw her do that i was like she's gonna slip and fucking like just ping pong off this boat and lo and behold she did yeah (laughs) it was i'm not gonna lie that was a really satisfying death because that's it's a character that like you're kind of meant to hate right
1: yes exactly
0: so it it, like as soon as it happened i was like okay just deserve that like that was a great death to that character because like that character is kind of a piece of shit
1: yeah she Um, really annoyed me in the first season and when the second season started i'm like fuck at least i don't have to listen to her yeah like just her whiny demeanor and then she was back and i was like oh my god i don't know if i can do this for an entire season again she played the character really well but god was it annoying yeah
0: totally um i really liked uh, the sopranos guy storyline uh with like his kid and his grand his grandpa or they're all just like a bunch of like The dad and the grandpa are just, like, a bunch of, like, fucking whores, basically, that can't, like, hold down a marriage. And they're, like, trying to teach this kid, like, maybe don't be like us. And it turns out the kid just ends up (laughs) going and then, like... It was funny because I was uh, that storyline. I actually thought was gonna play out how like it typically would. Like, because near the end of uh-huh. it, I was like, "Oh, this kid's actually gonna like help out this like prostitute get out of this bad place." And then, like, lo and behold, she just fleeces him for ten grand. <laughs> and I was like, "That's 50. the perfect ending for that." <laughs> fifty. Or, or, yeah, 50, fifty. Right. And yeah, and the uh-huh. whole like. Oh, like how they wrote that relationship or like at the end of it, he's like sitting down with his dad. He's like, just give me the fucking money. He's like, you have the money. And then by the end of it, he's like, I'll put in a good word with mom. It's like a total business transaction. (laughs) Yeah,
1: super greasy. It was, I found it really cringy and difficult to watch him think that he's falling in love with this fucking hooker. And then like watching him around the resort while his dad is watching him yeah because it's like and i don't i don't think it was ever like actually addressed right up at all throughout the whole season like does he know that his his dad was banging that same fucking broad for days when they first got to the hotel
0: no i don't think he it's ever like told to him which is like what makes it extra cringe when you watch it because you're like oh man you're if you knew, <laughs> I don't think you'd be doing this. <laughs> Probably not, no. Um. Yeah. And then... The actual storyline that I actually didn't care about was the Audrey Plaza one with her and the tech husband. Mm. I actually... That one, I was just like... I, there wasn't... I don't know. Like, when those scenes came on, I was like... I, they just didn't really do it for me.
1: It was hard yeah. because... And I mean, granted, I think like, like it's hard for me to relate to that personally because fucking in True. real life like things will kind of fucking burrow down a little bit and like my wife or myself, either one of us will like get annoyed. But we, we talk things out. Like when yeah, totally. one of us is bothered, we like sit down and we talk. And we don't yeah. play those stupid games where like I'm mad, so I'll say like a few hidden fucking words and take a little jab and then walk away. We don't fucking discuss it further. Like we sit down and we fucking talk everything yeah. out and for You're adults, yeah, for being grown adults, like to see them have all these issues, but at no point ever actually talk about them, like he yeah. lets his feelings fester, and she lets hers fester. and it was just a little it it, it was it
0: was the typical mm-hmm. like tv and movie problem where it's like this is like literally this whole storyline doesn't exist if you straight up just talk to each other like yeah. literally there is no that storyline is totally fixed if they just sit down and talk yeah but that's tv i guess but so that that storyline was I, I just wasn't into it but the other ones are like super super good
1: so, yeah i don't know i th- I, th- I heard that season three is taking place in like thailand or something
0: yeah yeah i did read that so i'm I- i'm curious what they like i i'll keep watching white lotus i mean it's fucking weird and yeah 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 it- I think I said it last time, it's like peak HBO, where it's just like, here's this weird fucking show that no one wanted to greenlit, and HBO gave them a couple million, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's just this weird fucking thing, and I will say the fucking theme song for that show fucking slaps. It's so catchy, and how they fucking like integrate it into everything, like that's the only score they use, is like just variations of their intro, and it's
1: amazing. I have the complete fucking opposite feeling about that fucking theme song. Really? As I think it's like super well done. I'm not saying it's not well done, but to me it is just so, so irritating. Oh, really? I I really like it. It drives me (laughs) fucking nuts, man. I hear it and it just... It like it boils my blood, yeah, you. I hate it so much. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair
2: enough. That's fair. I I think it fucking slaps, but to each our own.
1: Yeah, don't, uh, <clears throat> don't care for it one bit. Mm.
2: But yeah, White Lotus, that
0: show... It's still decent and still fucking weird as shit.
2: Yes.
1: So what else we got here? Well, I feel like we're on a moving television trend. Did you finally just watch Avatar Avatar 2?
0: Fuck yeah, I did. finally hit VOD. And... I enjoyed it. It was good. It wasn't... I mean, uh, uh, another buddy were talking about it, and it's kind of like it's, like, kind of peak popcorn, like, tentpole movies, where it's just, like, this story isn't, like, doing anything crazy. It's kind of just, like, an average, like, hey, the good guys are fighting off the bad guys. Like, there's nothing crazy about the story, and it's not, like, doing anything terribly fresh. But it was, like, really well done, and the movie was gorgeous. And, like, I finished it, and I was like, that was a totally fucking fun, fun-ass time. I'll be, I will say, it needed like 30 less minutes of runtime. That movie did not need to be three hours.
1: Over three hours.
0: Yeah, over three hours, whatever it was. Like, I definitely came out of it being like, you could have easily shaved 30 minutes off of that and been totally fine. But, but like overall, like I, like I finished it and I was like, I don't regret spending three hours on a Friday night with this. It was actually like, it was totally fun. I totally, and I don't know if this is because you mentioned it when you talked about it, but the kids, and they're, like, saying all of the fucking, like, bro and cuz. I don't know if it's because, like, you told me about that beforehand, so I, like, intuitively, like, was looking for it. But my god, you were totally right. It was, like, every fucking line of dialogue, I was just like, what is this, a fucking Fast and the Furious movie? Like, yeah. uh, Like, and I think think it's because you mentioned it that I was, like, Oh, I, like I just...
1: If I hadn't mentioned it, there's no way in hell with the quantity of using those fucking words, you would have noticed. Oh, totally. There's, there's no way you couldn't. Yeah, totally. It wasn't a bad movie on its whole. I also thought no. it was way too fucking long. The storyline wasn't like some crazy, mind-blowing new storyline. It was just a different no. take on a recycled storyline, but it involves yeah. fucking aliens. Yeah, But it that's did what knock mean, like, my socks out of the water. And I think part of it was because there was so much time in between the two. And, yeah. and because it was so fucking long. Like, it, it was insanely long. There's a yeah. lot of stuff that could have just <clears throat> yanked right out of there. Oh, totally. And did like I you- don't know if you noticed, but there was lots of scenes. Like, I'm particularly thinking of when, like spiders on the boat and there's all the mechs around them and stuff where like if you look at it where they blend the real cinema with their new fucking new style of cgi that they're using it looks like a video game cutscene. yep totally where the video game stays in the graphical world but will have like one real actor acting over top of the graphics so every time i would see and there's like fuck, probably a dozen of those scenes. I'm watching it, and I'm like, this feels like I'm watching a video game cutscene. Totally. And it kind of bothered me.
0: Yeah, there was a few points where, like, I literally... And, like, being the movie was so long, there was multiple times where I just, like, paused it, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to, like, go to the bathroom and, like, go outside and, like, wander around, have a smoke for five minutes, and then come back. But there was definitely multiple times with that tech where I was like and i think the best comparison is like you know when you see like the unreal 5 like tech demos where it's like here's the most capable thing or it's like this likely is never going to be in a video game because of resources but like this is like theoretically what it can do mm-hmm. is like it, where it's like oh that looks 99% believable but there's that 1% that just like triggers your brain where it's just like oh that's that's cgi it's like it was really well done but it was like <laughs> you it, you definitely notice it right
1: yeah but like look what the mandalorian did like i'm surprised they oh, yeah. didn't do better because the mandalorian doesn't look like that
0: no no it doesn't and it's yeah so and it's and it's funny cuz like i the wait time between the movies he was always like oh we got to wait for technology to catch up but like i came out of the movie being like I don't think you needed to wait for technology to catch up. I think you could have done this six years ago and been perfectly fine. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) I don't think there would have been a massive
1: leap in between.
0: Like, unless there's something behind the scenes, which I'd be curious about, like, if there is something where it's like, hey, this fucking water tech, for some reason, didn't exist, like, maybe.
1: Well, that's the other thing. I watched a behind the scenes where they were trying to figure out how to film all the water stuff and make it look realistic and not blow like a massive chunk of their budget. So all of the scenes where the characters are like swimming and diving up and down and all that other stuff, they're just in a fucking studio warehouse on strings. Yeah. We had like, that's not new.
0: They did that for Titanic.
1: Yeah. So like, could have just kind of.
2: Yeah. 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 It was good, but it just it, it suffered from
0: and like we talk about this with like T V shows, but this is like I think the most egregious example is like there was way too much time between the first and the second because like when I started the movie, I was like like the main character came on and I was like, I don't remember his name. And then they said it and I was like, Oh right. And then like I totally didn't like the human characters that helped them, I was like, Oh right, yeah, totally. Uh there was those people. Yeah. And then like the the bad guy comes, and I was like, wait, was he in the first one? And then they do the thing where it shows the message where he's like, oh, yeah, you were totally killed by the main guys. And
1: then I was like, oh, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> And see, like, when he was killed by What's-His-Nuts' wife in the first one, yeah. like, even though they explain that and they show clips of it and they reference it and, they like, there's captured video from one of the drones or whatever that got it, yeah. still don't remember any no. of that. No. No. No.
0: And it was like... Yeah, I I
1: probably should have watched the first one leading up to this, but... I didn't. My wife did. She watched it, like, the day or two days before we went and saw the second Avatar. And okay. Even, and even sitting in the theater, she was like, wait, who's that? And I'm like, you just watched this movie. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's kind
0: of a result of, like, what we talked about were these movies, like, the stories and the characters like they're not doing anything groundbreaking like you're not coming out of it and being like oh man like no one's ever wrote a character like that like that just sticks in my head it was just like hey like they're just kind of generic characters and it's kind of a generic story but it's made in this really good-looking world and it's like done really well it's just like a different take on it right so it's like it's a movie that like i enjoyed my time with it but i'm not gonna think about it after i watched it like i come out of it and i'm like that was cool i enjoyed that but like if you ask me right now about a couple of the mid parts of that movie i'm gonna be like i i don't really remember that part like i remember a few like set pieces but like i don't remember the full movie Mm -hmm. right so it's so yeah but like it was it was good i enjoyed my time with it but it it definitely needed to not be three hours and fifteen minutes. That could have been a really good tight 230. I think there yeah. was too much filler or like there cut was, down. And it seems like the filler was like, here's scenes to have just to make it look good and show off the CGI where it's just like, oh, okay, here's like a five-minute sweeping ocean shot, and I'm like yeah, that could have been like thirty seconds. You didn't need to keep panning that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree.
0: But, but like on the whole, like it was a good time. Yep.
1: Yeah, still not in a rush to see a third one.
0: No, but it's. I don't know. I think it's coming out of that movie. I was like, you know what? This is kind of like peak James Cameron. Like, that's what James Cameron does. He makes big-budget tentpole, like, summer blockbusters, right? You know, and it's... I I, Like, I think back to, like, The Entourage Show, where they even play on that in The Entourage Show, where it's like, it's James Cameron, he makes blockbusters. Where it's just like... That's what it is. Like, you're not working with Martin Scorsese. Yeah. It's Cameron, right? He's making a fucking
2: two-billion-grossing movie. So... And that's what they are, and, like, they're totally fine. But... Yeah, still yeah,
1: just yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it's okay. Didn't knock my socks off. Didn't hit me the same way the first avatar did. I remember seeing the first avatar in theaters and walking out and just being like, "Whoa, that was crazy." Didn't, yeah. Didn't get the same visceral reaction this time around. No. No. And that's even playing on my fucking the nostalgia factor that I would have given it was like a fucking decade, but yeah, totally. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah, Avatar 2, a totally
2: fine movie that I'm gonna forget about.
1: I have begun watching Rabbit Hole and I am super fucking into it.
0: Okay, I watched the f- first episode and it didn't hook me. It didn't? No, the, like the first episode I was like, okay, the, like I, I kind of went into it thinking it was like Kiefer Sutherland doing 24 stuff again. He does. Well, he does, but like, I don't like the. I don't know. Maybe it was just like the headspace I was in when I watched it. But. I think
1: you need to get a couple deep because the okay. first one's just like establishing, right? And you get into the first one, and you're like, okay, he has some sort of weird side business where they do weird kind of like, like a sp- corporate spy, basically. Yeah, but then you like start progressing into it, and shit starts going south, where it's like. Oh, it's corporate spy versus corporate spy versus, like, potential murderer. And it gets, it just blows and spirals out of fucking proportion and becomes this huge, like, every single episode I'm sitting there going, like, okay, I think I understand what's happening. Like, this is this, and this is that, and he is he, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then you get some kind of fucking curveball, and you're like, what? What the fuck? Uh,
0: Maybe I just need to give it a few more, because I just watched the first one, and... it might have been late at night, maybe that's why, but...
1: I'm digging it. I'm, like, super okay. loving it, because it is just, like... It's a thriller, but it's, like, a straightforward mindfuck mystery. And sure, I'm yeah. just absolutely in love with it so far. Okay.
0: I think I just maybe need to, like, commit to a few more, and, like... Maybe I need to watch, like, two or three back-to-back to kind of be like, oh, okay, and then I'll probably get into it. And then- it's, like, the because like the initial pitch of like Kiefer Sutherland doing spy shit again is just like yeah sign me up I love 24
1: yeah who didn't yeah and and to be fair like when I started watching it like I binged the first three back to back to back so like I, I got to see a lot of plot explanation and a lot of like what the overarching theme of the show is going to be like it gets established by that point and that's what I was like yep I'm in this is my jam I'm gonna keep watching this
0: Sure. And maybe that's maybe it's one of those shows that is like it's better, like in the binge format than the like one at a time. Like there is shows where it's just like, hey, actually, if you watch two or three of these all at once, it like gets you into it a little bit more. So
1: and that's very possible. But I mean, you got to think there's tons of shows where if you only ever watched the first episode, you'd be like. It oh, wasn't that great. Like, if you only watched the first episode of fucking Mr. Robot or only the first episode of Breaking Bad, you'd be like, I don't understand why people are hyped on this. This was not that entertaining. Like, Breaking Bad took a full fucking season before it was like, okay, you have my attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true enough. True enough. All right. Well, I'll probably give that another go. And like I said, it was just the first episode I watched and maybe I need to
2: rewatch it. Or something like that. Yeah. Yellow Jackets. I haven't seen the latest episode. Okay, me neither.
1: Okay. It's going supernatural and I don't know how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm, I'm still not sold on the modern day storyline.
1: Well, there hasn't been a whole lot that's happened in the modern day storyline to yeah. make me give a fuck about it yet. Yeah, like it got a little twist and turny last season because you know the whole like who is this dude? Why is she having an affair? Why is he know all this stuff about her? And then they kill her or kill him. Yeah. So you're like, okay. So there's a little bit of paying attention there. There's just some fucking weird shit. Like there's, I don't and I don't know why it bothered me so much, but there's the one scene within the first couple of episodes where the daughter is like what is she saying? She's giving her mom shit, like all these lies and secrets. And like, I know you were having an affair and like, you need to tell dad, this isn't fair to him. You need to tell him and like giving her mom the gears. And then her mom's like, Hey, well for your information. So you're up to fucking date. I did tell your dad, your dad is aware we're working through everything. Like I have told him everything. And then she immediately does a 180, and she's like, you fucking bitch. How could you do that to dad? How could you tell him? And I'm just like,
0: yeah, it it totally didn't make sense, because it was like, what? what? It was just like, I, I get you're a teenager, but like, ugh, come on. Like, that's not... No. And like, the whole modern day thing where uh, the, the grown-up punk girl is at the cult, like, I was watching that, and I was just like, none of this is doing it for me. Like, the stuff that I'm into is like, give me more of the fucking forced cannibal people. Give me more of that. That's what I'm into. Like, none of the modern day stuff is doing anything for me. Well,
1: not to mention she gets fucking kidnapped in the middle of the night and, like, handcuffed to a bed at this fucking cult. Yeah. She manages to break herself free and now she's just chilling there. Yeah. It's like, you it's guys just abducted like... me and I'm super fucking pissed, but, like, all right, I'm going to hang out for a little while. Let's see what's going yeah. on. How's everyone doing? I'm like, what? You were yeah, kidnapped. It's like, you yeah, need I'll... to get out of there. Like, at no point has, like, anything else crossed your mind. I will say that I do, I am interested in this, like, kind of side storyline they're taking on with, uh, I can't remember her name. The politician? No. The fucking, the curly blonde one. Christina Ricci? Oh, yeah. Where she's like, uh,
0: with, what's his name? The the Reddit dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they're like kind yeah. of doing their own little detective thing. Like I'm I'm a little yeah. I'm kinda of into that. Their little yeah. like pseudo interrogation on the fucking boat was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. I will say that that's the only modern day storyline that actually like kinda of like piqued my interest. Where it's like, okay, this is like this is enough that like Christina Ricci is probably the best actress out of the adult people, so it's like maybe that's it. Maybe she's just better. But
1: but even then in part- like when they flash back to being stranded in the woods like that cannibal thing was kind of cool like when they finally decide to burn the body and then the snow falls and it ends up just cooking it not burning it and they all just like lose their shit and start devouring it. Yeah like, that, that was a, like fucking. That was an intense moment where it was like holy shit and the coach is just like sitting back fucking, like. He's like I'm fucking oh, out. Yeah. He's like this is oh, too much. Fuck. <laughs> he's like y'all motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> Um, But the whole Thaisa having like awake Thaisa and fucking nighttime version of Thaisa who is like consciously aware of daytime Thaisa like when she wakes up in the middle of the night and she's trying to like get her fucking ropes off and that other girl wakes up and was just like what are you doing? She's like oh I'm going and she's like will you take me with you and show me and she's like yes I'll show you but don't tell Thaisa she like makes a reference like yeah like she's aware like I'm torn on that
0: because I'm torn on that whole like, she's conscious but not conscious and then wakes up with no memory. And I think it's because they've just used it a bit too much. Like, it seems like any, like, it seems like multiple times per episode it's just like, oh, I don't remember. Hashtag. And it's just like, okay, that's that's totally fine. Like, if the only time you used that was the cannibal thing, I'd be like, oh, okay, shit. But it Like, it seemed like they used that too much. Like, I think if they toned it down, it would be more effective.
1: You know what I mean? Well, she clearly has split personality. Yeah. Where neither, like, where at least she doesn't recall or is aware of what her other personality is doing in the evening. But it's just weird, because, like, when they're kids, she keeps going out to those weird carvings, so I'm like, okay. She developed a split personality being in the woods, and her fucking dark side of her is, like, super attracted to these weird symbols, and then you kind of link it where you fast forward to, like, the modern day storyline, where she's performing like... Rituals. Rituals and cutting the dog's head off and doing all this other shit. So you're like, w- is there actually a supernatural element to this? Or does she just have split personality and her other personality is just, like, right fucked, going I'm going to improve our lives and get us the presidency by sacrificing to the fucking yeah gods and...
2: Yeah. I'm curious
0: how much they play into that. Like, is it going to end up being that there is some supernatural stuff? Or is it, are they just kind of flirting that line? Kind of trying to be like, hey, Lost style. What's yeah. going on here? Turns out it actually doesn't matter. Right? Like, I'm curious what they do with it. Um, but yeah, like, I'm so far, I'm still like enjoying it, but it's just like the modern day stuff. I'm just like, I find myself just picking up my Steam Deck and being like, all right, come on,
1: carry on, do your thing.
0: Like, let's get back to the the wood stuff because that's where all the best stuff is, right? Like, when they they devour that and you know, the coach and playing on all that, where he's just like, y'all motherfuckers are fucking crazy, you know? Mm. Like, I want to see more of that stuff, like, not whatever, and maybe it's just because. Uh, Like, I don't see where they're, like, going with the modern-day stuff. Like, they haven't, like, been like, okay, this is why we're telling the modern-day story, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Like, if they had, like, a, hey, maybe there is some weird supernatural thing that they're exploring in modern-day, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, be a little bit more invested in it. But I just, I haven't seen the point of the modern-day stuff yet because it's like, what, why are we following these people in the modern-day when seemingly there's no point to it right
1: and maybe it all comes back around like maybe we're just waiting for that that moment where they link it all together
2: sure but uh, it's still it's still good like i'm still liking the the four stuff so
0: but i don't know it's, it's weird
1: yeah i'm gonna keep watching it but yeah hopefully it has some nice fucking turning points coming up here yeah what else do we got here?
2: Oh, you, season four. So did you finish all of it? I did.
0: So did I. I actually super liked how he basically was like multiple personality, where he just like compartmentalized
1: that like version. Actually, yes. I actually thought that was a cool twist. I enjoyed that as well because like the wife and I were watching and initially she was like, Thank God, when we first started watching it, she was super happy that it was going in a different direction. Cause yep. three seasons prior, where it's Joe sees someone becomes obsessed, follows them, stalks them, wants to be with them, murders people around them so that he can be with them. You know, formulate all these situations where they, f- but kind of fall for him, yep. only to actually get what he wants and realizes like, ah, eh, I don't actually like this person. Yeah. Just lots of murder and fucking death. So yeah, to see that like yeah. he's all of a sudden splitting off and fracturing these personalities that are fucking kind of taking forth. I was like because I liked how it became like a murder mystery twist prior to that where you're like, Holy fuck, like this Reese guy is really fucking him up. Like And it turns out
0: he's he... never met the person in yeah. his life.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was didn't I didn't quite see that coming. So that was super refreshing.
0: And I really I love how they ended it too because like his character kind of comes full circle, right? Because, like, for the first three seasons, he's, like, he's always fighting with the, like, his bad side, right? Like, the Dexter side, where he's like, Mm. oh, I'm fighting this. And then by the end of it, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace this person with this new girl, and if i got to kill a few people along the way, so be it. (laughs) And it's like, okay, cool. Like, he kind of comes full circle, where he, like, totally compartmentalizes it, and then he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to bring this out of the box forever.
1: (laughs) You know, there were a few things that bothered me and I don't even remember specifically what they are anymore at this point, but I remember just thinking about this the other day that shows that are grounded in realism. Like I'm not saying this is like an ultra realistic fucking kind of show, you know, the kind that's like based on true events or anything like that, but it's grounded in realism in the sense that they don't use supernatural abilities or God's intervention, right? Like they try to keep it like it's a little far fetched, but yeah, it's like one could conceive that something like similar to this could happen. Like that's what sure. I mean when I say grounded in realism. Yeah. And there yeah. were just a couple of fucking things that happened throughout that season where I was like, fuck you guys are really, really expecting us to like take a few leaps. Yeah. Yep. Which kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Like you, like the oh, what was the the one that irritated me the most is you're telling me like one of the world's richest men, one of the world's richest and smartest fucking men, that Joe after killing him was able to just flip open a book and he's got a page in a journal that says bank information and then it's yeah. all written in fucking code. Yeah, and he figures out it out and then just
0: wire transfers and sets up the whole yeah. Th- like there's a few things where he's like, okay, that's um that's some pretty thick plot armor right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention, like if you're a super billionaire and all of a sudden 200, like you don't just open up the fucking banking app on your phone and wire transfer $200 million. It's not how that works. I mean, obviously for the circuit or the, for the sake of the storyline, you needed to wire transfer this money to the bodyguard who then disappears. Like, okay, I understand for the sake of the story. That's how this had to go. But like, you're really fucking really there's reaching a few here yeah yeah you really gotta
0: like yeah yeah there's definitely a few t- moments where it's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay that's yeah sure i'll believe that for the sake of this <laughs> but that's you're pushing it so. what,
1: what do you do for another season where now he's married or not married but he's partnered with arguably the richest and most powerful woman in the world where he's got everything at his disposal. Like how quick does he, especially at the end, cause he was like, I just want you. And I'm going to confess to you all the bad stuff I did because I don't want to lie. I want to be me with you. Yeah. And she accepts all of that. But Clearly it's Joe. So that's not going to be enough. He's going to become obsessed over someone else. It's like, who's going to take him down. And part of me thinks with Jenna Ortega's rising fame, that she's going to make a comeback because like, if you remember season two mm-hmm. or three, He kills Jenna Ortega's sister, and Jenna Ortega like flees with a bunch of money, right? That's right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I see a lot of people
0: online being like, "Oh, he's gonna get arrested, or always gonna get killed." And you know what? I bet they end the end the show, and he's just fine. I bet he goes off and just fucking into the sunset because that would be the that would kind of be like the whole point of the show, right? It's like he consistently just gets away with this. It's like fuck it, just end it and have him fucking fade off into the sunset <laughs> don't give the audience a satisfying ending just be like yeah
1: i don't think <laughs> he gets keep... arrested but i think someone from one of the past seasons sure like in ortega or someone else one of those other characters maybe it's the chick he just framed for mur- framed for fucking killing that dude someone oh, exp- college yeah, yeah someone exposes him and someone fucking someone kills him
0: I could see Ortega coming back because she's already like in the Netflix fold with uh, uh what the fuck was that show
1: Friday, Wednesday. which I still have to watch. But Wednesday was really good. I can't believe you haven't watched it yet. Oh, Wednesday. Yes, yeah, sorry.
0: It's it's been in my queue. But every time I look at my TV queue, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is so fucking big that I just have to like pick a show and like focus on it. Like I did with like the white Lotus where it was like, all right, this is the show I'm going to watch. And when I'm done with it, I'll move on. So Well
1: the other thing you can't discount is fucking college girl made that super plan to drug. What's her name inside the cage there lay her on a park bench and then revive her. And she right. said that Joe will never stop until he's dead. And the college girl's like, well, I don't know if I can kill someone. And she was like, I can't, I won't fucking hesitate because this That's is right. Like my, my daughter's life is at stake here. So I so would Do we be su- get
0: a bunch of like the girls from prior seasons like just grouping up and plotting? I don't
1: know if we get a group of them. Like it's it's honestly a bit of a stretch to think that Ortega might come back for any sort of reason and be the one to take him down. But I would not be surprised if we find out that the roles have been reversed and that in the new season someone is stalking Joe and slowly fucking ruining his life and it's going to be that chick that managed to fucking escape from the cage. And at the end of the day, she's going to be the one to fucking Marianne Anne and, that, and she's going to be the one to kill him.
0: And that kind of tracks because like, the show ends with basically her looking at her phone and being like, huh, he's just living the high life in New York. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> right, right? Like she looks at the article where it's like, oh, he's just totally fine. And he's in the limelight with fucking Mm what's-her-face. So, yeah, that that tracks. I could see that, but... But, yeah, I came out of that season going like, yeah, that was like a fresh take on this formula, and I totally, like, want to see more... Like, I want to see what they do, right? Because they didn't just redo what they've been doing, right? Like, they actually took it in a different direction where it was like, oh...
2: That's actually a really interesting way to do this. Mm -hmm. All right. What else have we got here? So, I checked out a few documentaries.
1: Yeah, I see that. I've added the Subway one, but haven't watched it.
0: So, we're probably of that age that we remember the Jared the Subway guy getting arrested for the pedo shit.
1: Yeah, I can still vividly remember seeing him on all of the Subway commercials where he holds up his fucking pants and yeah. how he lost all of his weight eating Subway every day.
0: Totally. And I remember, like, the articles of, like, oh, he got arrested because of, like, some child porn or something. Turns out there is a fucking way more to that story to the point that it's like, Wow. Really? He should never be out of jail again. And, like, it's kind of insane. Where I was just like, whoa, that's not just he had some child porn. That was like he was actively fucking kids and had cameras in kids' rooms and convinced fucking parents to do it for him. It's like I watched it and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ there's way more to that story than I fucking ever remembered. Oh my God. Yeah. Like there was points during it where I was like, Oh, that's, that's not what I remember reading in the news. And I was just like,
1: holy shit. (laughs) Is it only the three episodes?
0: It's only the three episodes. Um, but yeah. And they have like calls from him where you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you should be tried in a state that has the death penalty, homie, because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there's just, like there's just way more to it where I was just like, oh. And, like, I won't get into it because you'll probably watch it, but there was moments where I was just like, what
1: the fuck? Yeah, I might watch that tonight.
0: Because, like, there was parts where it was just, and by the end of it, you're like, like, some of the parents, like, you look at it, and you're just like, how? you as a parent should be shot for what you did. Jesus. (laughs) For, like, going along with it where it's just like, what the fuck? And, like, they interview, like, some of the kids that it happened to, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's just... Yeah, there's way more to that story. And, yeah, I'll let you watch it, but fucking Jesus Christ.
1: Okay, well, I'll watch that tonight. That'll be my tonight watching. Because Lynn, yeah, the wife and I absolutely love a good documentary series especially like the crime ones
0: yeah and it was just like it was just because like i remember like it was like i remember the headlines where it was like oh we got caught with child porn and i was like oh okay another fucking rich executive got caught with child porn like nothing new you're a piece of shit go to jail yeah but way more to do it than that and Cause, yeah
1: because even she was recommended she's like oh did you know that there's a boston marathon bombing documentary now That one, how exciting is that one gonna be though? Oh, so that one isn't exciting
0: in the sense of like it doesn't show anything new, but it's super interesting to like because there is a lot, it's pretty much all actual footage and it's fucking insane. I didn't realize how fucking insane some of the parts were and just how fucking crazy the Boston police got with it, where they were just like, man, fuck these guys. Like, there's multiple points where you're just like, oh, that miscommunication turned into 300 bullets. And it's just like, okay. And there's, like, points where they're interviewing it where it's just like, yeah, it's crazy in the fact that it's like, you know how last time we talked about the Waco documentary Mm -hmm. and how it's just like, Oh, it's kind of just crazy to like see the actual footage of like how insane this kind of clusterfuck went. Yeah. It's kind of the same with this where it's just like, Oh, and being that it's all actual, like it's pretty much all actual footage and then just like pieced together with interviews from the actual people. So it's like the amount of actual footage is what makes it crazy where it's just like, Legit, there is footage of, like, when they're on the street trying to catch these two people, like, you're literally watching the footage of them shooting, and, like, you see everyone involved. Like, it's kind of crazy how much real-life footage they have that they actually put into the documentary.
1: Interesting. But,
0: so, yeah, it's crazy that way because of just how much you actually see and how much... Like, you actually see the people fucking throwing bombs into the street against the cops. And, like, which is why it's kind of crazy. Because, like, you watch it and you're like, this is insane how much real-life, like, footage they have of it. So. But it's, so it's definitely worth a watch that way. And it's, this isn't really a spoiler, but there was a fucking hilarious part where they were, like, trying to catch the two people on the street. And every, like all the residential people are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there's pipe bombs going off in the street and, like, gunshots. And they talk about there's, like, this one, like, totally, like, picturesque, like, American gun-wielding citizen where he keeps coming outside to the cops. And he's like, yo, you need some help? Like, I'm here to help. And they're like, no, get the fuck back in your house. Like, bombs are going off. And he's like, y'all want some help?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Of course, that seems like a totally, like, some Boston-born guy that's just like, Yo, I want a piece of this. Yeah, but, but yeah, it was super good, and it's, I forgot just how. Trying to think of the way to phrase this, but how like crazy it is to see like people come together in times like that, where it's like, and especially in like somewhere like Boston, that's already very like community centric. Yeah, right. Like seeing them all like come together and like. By the end of it, you're like, oh, that's actually kind of insane how
2: that city came together at the end of it, right? So, but yeah, totally worth a watch for both those.
0: And they're both three episodes, so all right, then easy binges,
1: probably eventually get to both of them. Although the Jared one is definitely at the top of my list right now,
0: yeah, because that one
2: is, yeah, definitely watch that one. All right, what else we got here? You want a Harry Potter TV show?
1: Oh man, ten seasons! I was like, oh fuck! I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it'd be cool, especially with like the tech, like cinematography and technology and stuff today. And instead of giving each book an hour and a half, you gave it a full ten episode season. Like that part kind of interests me. And for like a younger, newer generation, this is probably going to be super amazing. But for someone who like read the books as a child and then was still a child as the movies were coming out, like it's just hard to imagine anyone other than Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert and fucking Emma playing the main characters. Like it's really difficult to imagine that. And I was reading something that this show was kind of like they're tossing, tossing and turning with the idea of it, but the original plan is they wanted to do, and by they I mean Rowling, wanted to do more books into movies, like write a couple more books and do movies that were continuation on, and she had like plot ideas and stuff for like another four or five books, really with the characters as adults. But that would require um, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert to to come back and reprise their roles and basically n- none of them had any interest in it so she was like okay well reboot the whole thing start with young actors and then we can just carry on sure
0: sure and i could see that for those actors being like you know what like we did our seven or eight movies we did her thing. Like, I could totally see why they're not keen on coming back, being like, eh, we we did her thing. Why come back? And it's not like any of them need to, right?
1: Yeah, but. and you know what? I'm not an actor, so... I don't know what goes through some of these people's heads. I understand that after doing all this stuff, Daniel Radcliffe wants to be considered a... He doesn't want to be typecast. He doesn't want to always be known as Harry Potter. That's why he's been doing, like super fucking weird indie and bizarre movies from like guns akimbo to that fucking Swiss army man. Like he's been doing all kinds of weird shit. I see Rupert pop up periodically, but they're all in low budget. They're kind of like drama, romantic kind of fucking movies. And none of them are, I couldn't even tell you the title of any of them. And like Emma went back to school, but she's done school now. So like, I don't know what she's doing, but she's not doing a lot of acting but like if I genuinely enjoyed acting and I made a ton of money acting and I enjoyed the process and I understand being on set and acting can be like hard work and long hours and stuff. You're also talking to someone who spent the better half of their fucking life working 16 hour days. So I'm aware of that. So if you have an on on, on set call time and you, Oh no, you got to do 10 hours of filming that day. Like boo hoo. I, yeah, don't, I don't much. fucking feel for you. You're not typically doing physical fucking labor, anyway. Yeah. I digress. If I was someone and I was an actor and I got fucking cast in one of these play or these movies, that was like a character that like returned through several fucking movies. I'm gonna keep doing these fucking movies.: Sure.: If you're good at yeah. the character, you know the character inside and out. It's like second nature to pretend to be this character you can make a pile of money and you're going to pay me to go to exotic locations and hang out with my friends. 100%.
0: Sure. Sure. But there's probably also the aspect that they came out of those movies and they're like, Hey, we actually don't have to work a day in our lives anymore. So yeah, I'm they, just going to they do they really whatever the don't. fuck I want. You know, and Radcliffe decided to just, he's like, I like acting, but I'm just going to do weird indies. So cool. <laughs> Give her shit, man.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm like I'm gonna watch it. Like, it's yeah, fucking Harry Potter. I'm gonna watch it, but
0: yeah, totally. But it's,
1: I mean,
0: there is some confidence in HBO going like, hey, we're committing to like seven or eight seasons, like one per book, and being like, this is legit gonna be a uh, like a tentpole show. So, like, I, I don't think it's gonna suck.
1: No, I mean most most of the things that come off HBO don't suck. So I'm not too worried about that, but. But it's just, I think what me and you have is like what
0: a lot of people our age have, which is like, we grew up with the books and the movies. We've already seen these stories in multiple mediums and okay. So they're retelling it for like, call it a new generation or whatever. Like that's totally fine. But like, it's like our third or fourth fucking like, like, Telling of these stories, right? So it's like, yeah,
2: yeah, so,
1: yeah, but yeah. So the HBO's up in the fucking ante, and Marvel is dropping its movie count.
0: Yeah, so there, there seems to be a report that they're maybe scaling back, which honestly, I think is a good thing. As someone that has been very say, lukewarm at best since after endgame i i think this is the right call
1: because scaling back a little bit for sure i don't think they need to be dramatically scaling back i think they need to i think after endgame they rushed into what was going to be their next big 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 chapter yeah and i think this is going to end amazingly like the kang dynasty storyline which is going to end in the secret wars like the Secret Wars is going to be fucking amazing. That is going to be unfucking real. I can't wait. I want it right now. Like that's how much anticipation I have about it. But see, so, and you know, I have zero because I'm like I don't care about any of the new heroes. I'm just like that's not new heroes though. The Secret yeah. The Secret Wars is every Marvel good guy gets transported to a fucking planet to fight every Marvel bad guy. It is yeah. it is a mass-scale war between all of the good versus all of the fucking bad. Yeah, and, like, it's... Uh, call me when it comes out? <laughs> right?
0: Like, I'm sure when it comes out, and, like, I'm sure they'll bring back Iron Man and Captain America and all those people, and I'll be like, okay, cool, like, I'll watch this. But, like, until it's in, until it's on my Plex... Or and theaters, like,
1: eh. <laughs> know what I mean? Like, like I hate, but like I understand the fatigue of it all, because yeah. like I, I still honestly haven't even watched Black Panther. There's a couple of the TV series that I haven't watched yet. Yeah. I'm excited for the Secret Invasion TV series, like, and Loki season two. Like, I'm, I'm actually excited for those, and I'll watch those. Yeah. Ant Man was, it was good, but like, it was, no, yeah.
0: I still haven't seen Ant Man, but like. I watched half of the new Black Panther and then turned
1: it off. That last Thor movie I thought really sucked. See, and I enjoyed it. But I think a lot of people went in with expectations of like some sort of new revolutionary Thor movie. But it's like Ragnarok is one of my favorite Marvel movies. And I don't care what anyone says. If you don't think that that movie is just like another version of fucking Ragnarok, you're crazy it's the same director, it's the same fucking writer, it is the same comedic styling like it is Thor Ragnarok part fucking two and I think where a lot of people got upset is like okay we had Thor which was interesting, then we had Dark World which wasn't that great and then then they see him in all these other movies and stuff so they want different things so to get basically a regurgitation of Ragnarok, I don't think too many people were hyped on that, but that's exactly what I was expecting, it was exactly what I wanted and I enjoyed the hell out of it yeah, sure.
2: But... But, yeah.
0: Uh, and it seemed... Like, I'm just reading this article, and it doesn't seem like they're scaling back crazy. Like, I think they said their original target was, like, four shows and four movies a year. And they're saying, now we're gonna do two shows and three movies. So it's not, like, a ton.
1: But... No, that's... like, But they definitely do need to cut back. Because it is fatigue. Because it is, like, fuck, another Marvel show. And because they're all interconnected, then you no longer take the, like you take a bit of the excitement out of like, Oh, a new Marvel show. I want to watch this. And then it becomes, it's another Marvel show. It doesn't look that interesting, but I have to watch this because otherwise I'm not going to understand what's happening in the next movie.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm even at the point where I'm just like, I don't have to watch this. I'm just like, I'll watch one or two, like the ones that pique my interest, but I'm not going to watch them
1: all. I'm just not well they need a they need a refresh yeah whether it be like characters they need a refresh of characters which they're kind of slowly doing with the young Avengers I think once we start seeing them all together in a movie that'll be a slightly different story sure as opposed to seeing their like them become young Avengers in the TV series which I don't hate though because it's interesting like you get more than just fucking 60 minutes to explore someone's backstory and establish who they are but like until they actually have the X-Men in here like I think that's gonna be what gets me jacked up in the Marvel world again is when we start seeing movies where we're actually seeing the the fucking X-Men characters
0: yeah yeah maybe that's what what's needed is like hey here's the here's not just your Captain America 2.0 and your Doctor Strange 2.0 right like here's some actual like new people maybe
3: mm-hmm.
0: but but yeah the fatigue is real because like i like i said most marvel shows
2: and movies come out and i'm just like yeah yeah <laughs> maybe i'll watch that one day <laughs> fair enough but but yeah
1: all right well, I mean, that's most of the, like, movie, TV show-related stuff. I think we're going to switch into fucking the technology gear here.
0: I was going to say, except for the writers' strike that's happening.
1: Oh, yeah. Is that actually <laughs> happening, though?
0: Yeah, they voted to strike.
2: So, y'all thought CW shows were bad before.
1: Just wait until there's no Raiders. I I would have reckoned to guess that Riverdale didn't have writers. I don't think it did. I think it was just written by an AI chatbot. You know what? I don't think people need to be that fucking concerned because there are like, which is several topics throughout the rest of this stuff that I put in there to discuss, but, like, AI is coming in hard. Oh, yeah, totally. You might not even need really necessarily fucking writers anymore, considering that half, more than half, 75% of the shit that's coming out in Hollywood, albeit movies or TV shows, is just regurgitated, recycled. Like, everyone's been saying Hollywood is out of ideas for the last decade. Oh, totally. So all that information is already out there. So why not have a fucking computer regurgitate that for you?
0: Yeah. Sure. I, that's the capitalist version of it. it is just like, hey, fuck it, we don't need you anymore. We can just pipe this into a program.
3: Well, and it's, it's
1: good enough. You get some gems that pop up that are different and they're unique. But for sure, the most yeah. part, a lot of the fucking like CBC, CBS, fucking NBC, ABC, oh, a lot yeah. of those prime time shows that... The procedurals
0: they're... that follow the very specific yeah. formula, you could easily put that into a fucking AI and just be like, alright, here's the here's the case of the week, right? Yep. And hire one writer to give it the once over before it fucking goes to the set and it's just like, alright, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Here you guys go. Like for a
2: Total procedural network TV show, 100%. But, but yeah, it seems like the
0: writers are not happy with a lot of the stuff. And it seems like some of it is because of streaming, because like residuals have changed, right? Mm. Things don't go into syndication anymore, and you don't get paid if, you know, the increases and stuff like that. Because when it's streaming, they're just like, hey, here's your paycheck. We're not going to pay you royalties based on. You know, per streams or whatever, right? So there's not, it's not like it was where it was like, oh, hey, I made a really good show and this is actually, this will carry me for the year that it took to make it. You're yeah. like, oh, I just got like a measly pay for this and I'm not getting anything more. Why would I want to do any of this? It seems yeah. like so.
1: I mean, which is fair. I get that. Like, I never even thought about it from that perspective, but yeah, streaming is the future. So. Fucking residual paychecks from syndicated TV shows. That's, that's a thing of the past. Yep. So to compensate, obviously, yeah, I guess you need to figure out some kind of level of compensation for that. Yeah. So the writers
0: unions are like trying to like, they're like, yes, like, like the pay is like, this isn't a viable career to write for TV anymore because unless you're, like, unless you're like a high level person that's getting like network deals or like, netflix deals where it's like hey produce five things for us and here's your couple million dollars they're like it's just not like it's not worth it Mm -hmm. right so it's like which totally makes sense as soon as i read some of that stuff i was like oh you know what actually that totally makes sense from the union's perspective of being like oh actually the streaming is just like you've made it so that we don't get paid and we don't like
1: that but Yeah, but when when the show goes into syndication, it signs a big deal with whatever networks it's going to be syndicated on. And portions of that paycheck go out to like the writers and the producers and all of that stuff. I don't see how that wouldn't be the same fucking thing. This seems like it's not a streaming is fucking us. It seems like networks are fucking us where they're like, hey, now that this show is done... Instead of signing a deal so it shows up on TBS and A&E and fucking Fox all at the same time where you guys are going to get a cut because it's a syndication deal. It's just we're going gonna, to Netflix. and We're going to put it on cut. Netflix and, I, and we're going to take the lump sum.
0: And I'm pretty sure that's the problem is like, like, I, I mean, like streaming is the problem is and that's what's causing mm. the problem. But it's not Netflix isn't like fucking probably fucking over writers. Well, I mean, they probably are, but, mm. you know. It's. Yeah. I think it's the studios being like, "Well, it's technically not in syndication because it's streaming. So, how about you go fuck yourself?" Yeah, right.
1: Which I can so. totally see. Yeah. So.
0: But yeah, it'll be it'll be curious how that happens because I think there's like two other writing unions in Hollywood. Like, there's one for movies, and then there's one for something else. So it'll be curious if this bleeds into that, and if. That happens. Then, like, y'all thought production times were bad right now. Mm. <laughs> just wait until you can only make what's already written,
2: because everyone's on strike. But, no
1: one thing is another thing.
2: See, so yeah. yeah, I think that's all of the, the movie and TV show stuff. Yeah.
1: All right. So we got a lot of hacking. Just miscellaneous shit i saw linus's video where he gets to try out the new aces handheld i saw that too and that thing's gonna live and die
0: by its price point oh for sure and i don't think it's gonna come in
1: any less than a thousand bucks no it's gonna be extremely pricey but they were showing off prototypes of this at ces like two years ago yeah It's, it's like this shouldn't come out of left field where people are like, oh, fuck it, this is jumping on the train. I'm pretty sure they were working on this long, long, well, they were, because like I said, yeah. I saw prototypes at CES from like two years ago. Yeah, totally. Where they were showing people it. And like
0: watching the videos of it, like it, it seems like a great device. Like it's, hey, it's, it's a Steam Deck, but it's running Windows. So it's like you can load up your Steam library, you can load up your Game Pass, you can load up your Epic. And hey, guess what? No compatibility issues, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there is, if that thing came out and it was, so the Steam Deck in Canada was 500 bucks, the one I bought at least, if that thing came out and it was 700 bucks, I probably would buy it instead of a Steam Deck, because it's like, hey, here's just Windows and a handheld.
1: Which you can still do with a Steam Deck.
0: Oh yeah, totally, you can fucking flash Windows 11 onto an SD card and, like, st- I've seen people on the subreddit where it's like, I literally don't have Steam Deck OS on my Steam Deck anymore. It's, it's a Windows handheld and it works great. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can totally do that. And I have totally thought about doing that,
1: but just don't want to fuck with it. Yeah, that's fair. You also lose some of the nice things, like sometimes the Steam they can be frustrated. In- yeah, like, where the performance monitor and the tweaking. And I get that, like, if you put Windows on that, you could do that too. But it wouldn't yeah. be nearly as simple. You wouldn't be in the middle of playing Grand Theft Auto on your fucking Windows Steam handheld, and then you're like, "Oh, I gotta fucking tweak some of the core CPU settings." Like you're you—that's yeah. not. You can go in there and change the graphics settings for sure. Yeah, dial some yeah. things down and whatnot. But you're not gonna get that quick little overlay where you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck." need to conserve battery power let's drop down to a core and let's reduce the fucking tdp of my cpu to extend the life a little bit and And kept this at 30 and and yeah yeah. and save these as presets so that if i want to play for a little bit i can max it out if i want to play for a long time i can just switch profiles for games because it's not even just overall profiles they're per game profiles yep and that's exactly why i haven't like done the windows like convert things
0: because i'm just like this does everything i want it to right now aside from like a couple of things that i really wanted to do mainly the only thing i really want on it now is like native game pass you know which which is coming eventually yeah which is this other article which is during like a microsoft i guess what do they call it it's like where people just like make whatever they want and then pitch it seemed like someone was making like a Windows 11 app type thing for the Steam Deck or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, Microsoft, fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Fucking do it.
1: I think with the popularity of the Steam Deck, the sales of the Steam Deck, and how many people are using them, especially with that super brilliant, like fucking handheld dock switch-esque kind of mode to go about it, I think... It's just a matter of time. I don't think it's like, if Microsoft is going to do it, it's when Microsoft is going to do it because the more people you can get playing Game Pass, the better. So if they can get a fully functioning Game Pass where you can download or stream from Game Pass, they're yeah. fucking, they're laughing.
0: Yeah, because that's like, Microsoft, bi- or Xbox, call it Xbox's business, isn't selling people consoles like it was 10 years ago. They very much said like, we just want as many people playing games as possible. Hence Game Pass, mm-hmm. where they're just like, "Want to stream it on your phone? Play games on your phone. We don't care. Do it on your PC. Don't care. Do it on the Switch. Don't care. Just subscribe to Game Pass. Yeah, you know. And they already showed that because to stream Game Pass on your Steam Deck, there's an official Microsoft support that they with valve on to make where it's like hey here's how to install game pass streaming in your library yeah here's a step-by-step guide from microsoft and i followed it and was like it that totally works
2: they even gave you the artwork for it (laughs) so
1: yeah it'll be it'll be interesting because there are everyone's in there and like linus's video was interesting seeing him talk about it and he like raved about the performance and like it's ergonomics and all that other stuff, but because it is not as wide and it's a little fucking thinner battery, isn't quite as fucking great when you're going hard. And he, the one thing, cause I don't know if you mentioned it in the video, but he was definitely talking about it on the WAN show the other day is it gets hot. It gets really, really fucking hot because there's just not as much surface area to dissipate the heat.
0: And that's where the steam deck, like it's got a really good fan and some really good heat displacement. Like, when i play my steam deck the fan is going all the time and it sounds like a jet but it also doesn't get that hot mm-hmm. <laughs> right so but, but yeah i'm i'm curious what the price point is and i i honestly think you're not gonna get it sub thousand bucks i bet it starts at
1: 9.99 yeah i would say it's gonna be at least a thousand dollars and i'm gonna i'm even gonna go as far as say it starts at least at a thousand dollars u.s
0: oh yeah totally so like call it 1200
1: bucks Canadian.
0: So, or thirteen hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah, the conversion which is pretty is.
1: wild when you can get the base level Steam Deck and then, as you want, mod for memory, for fucking five hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, yeah, we get
1: fucked. So, but yeah. yeah, the the price is the big deal because that's that was what everyone was saying when Logitech released theirs because their price point was like three hundred dollars. And that was just a streaming device too, right? Yeah, you can't do anything other than stream. You need an active internet connection and a good one at that to stream fucking games. And again, that was 300 US, which probably brings it up close to the 500 Canadian, which is what you paid for your Steam Deck. So it's mm-hmm. like, why would I get this? I can't save anything on it. I can't do anything with it. It's essentially just a fucking Android phone with joysticks on it. Yep. You well, know, you know what? I, I could go buy a Razer fucking Kishi, strap that on my Android phone, and do the exact same thing that Logitech is doing. That's only going to cost me seventy bucks.
0: Yep. And I just looked up uh, what the price of a Switch OLED is because I wasn't aware. So to get a Switch OLED, so like, and I think that's all they have now. I don't know if they're still making the regular switches, but it's four fifty. My Steam Deck was five hundred bucks. Like in my mind, if you're making a handheld, it's got to be within four to six hundred dollar range, and you've got to be able to locally play a game. If you're streaming, to me, that's like the cap is 150 bucks. I would not spend over that for an always streaming handheld, 100, 150 bucks, maybe.
1: you'd have to keep it really low because why would you bother going to something like that when you can get something that you can store locally and then literally play anywhere whether you have an internet connection or not
0: yeah like when i look at and i'll just say consoles in general if you say the switches are the cheapest at 450 the cheapest steam deck is 500 then you got your xbox that lower xbox somewhere in that tier your playstation 5 and your xbox whatever the Mm-hmm. 4k version is those are like what 6, 6.50 yeah the high end Steam Deck is 6.50 as well like if you're going to compete in that range you need to be priced in that range and I just don't see that Asus one coming in and being like oh hey 650 bucks here you go if it was 650 bucks that's yeah totally for like a Windows 11 handheld
1: yeah well you got yeah I mean and granted Asus has Asus behind them right like they're a massive fucking company so they can probably do a little bit more and skim a little more money off of different fucking areas but all you have to do is to, is to look at like the next big competitor in that like Steam Deck space in that handheld space and that's like the Ioneos yeah which are which are like eleven twelve thirteen hundred dollars yeah. Like, no so offense to like, Neo. like they're, they look super fucking cool. I love the one that has skinned to look like a Super Nintendo. Yeah, totally. It's and... super awesome, but if I'm going to fucking spend $1,300 on something, for $1,300, I'm just going to go get a fucking laptop with a good dedicated GPU in it and then fucking plug my controller into it. And then yeah, I totally. can do everything the same, and I can fucking have totally. something that does more than just fucking play games. Totally cuz you're not buying and, these handhelds to do anything but play games. Yeah. And it's like I think
0: we both talked about it when we bought our Steam Decks. It's like this is a re- like this is a comfortable price point to come in and buy a handheld where it's like okay, if the Steam Deck was 1000 bucks, I wouldn't have bought one. Mhm. Right? But it was 500 bucks and it was decently priced and I was like okay. Like that's that's a good value, right? Like it's it's basically the cost of a Switch OLED. Yeah. Plus 50 bucks. That's
1: totally worth it, right? And you're not locked in a Nintendo's bullshit where you could have a game one day and then the next day they decide they're just not selling it anymore. Yeah, 100%. So it's like,
0: it's a good. it was a good value, right? Just like the Switch was when I bought it, right? Like I,
2: I bought my Switch and played the fuck out of it for the time that I did use it. You know? But, but yeah.
1: Well, that's, and then... And Sony. Sony's trying to get in there. <laughs>
2: But did you read
0: up on what this actually is? Because it's kind of fucking bullshit what I, they're going to...
1: F- I've read a bunch of different things on Sony handhelds. The last article I remember reading was that they were going to do their version of a handheld, but it had to be linked to your PlayStation and stream That's exactly what it is.
0: It's a remote play device. That's all it is. No <laughs> thanks. Which, like, at that point, like... Yeah your market isn't even anyone. It's the market is you have to have a PS five to use this. And I look at that and go like, that better be the cheapest fucking accessory out there. That better be like 150 bucks. It's not. Anything... Oh, it won't be. Cause it's Sony. It'll be like 400 bucks and they'll be like, Hey, direct play from your PlayStation.
1: <laughs> the last, the last article that I was reading is they figured the pricing was going to land somewhere around four to $500 us.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I look at that and I go, you know what? I've got a saved Reddit thread that is a tutorial on how to get PS5 direct play on my Steam Deck. And by all accounts from what I've read, people say that it works wonderfully. And I'm just going to go ahead and do that.
1: And yeah, well, why, why wouldn't you?
0: If you have a PS5 and your goal is to play games on your couch or upstairs, uh, newsflash, go buy a Steam Deck and you can do that. And you also
1: have Steam so because the only thing that keeps playstation going is the exclusives and they're not exclusive anymore no they're just i mean i'll be i think you could still probably say it's exclusive
0: given the wait times yes but eventually the big exclusives are affecting are making their way to pc yeah you'll just get them like two or three years later but yeah but I, well, like when I first read it, I was like, oh, fuck, a, a new Sony handheld. Because like, I think we both grew up on handhelds, right?
1: Dude, the PSP we, is one of my favorite handhelds of yeah. all time. I had a PSP, and I think
0: I had, at at one point, I think I had like 30 or 35 games for it. I had a travel case. I, fu- yeah. I, had, I fucking bought physical movies on it to watch on the go. Like, I played the fuck out of it, like, to the point where, like yeah like it was ridiculous so like to hear that sony was making a new handheld i was like oh shit like a portable ps5 like uh, yeah maybe uh, yeah i might actually spend the money on that because i i love handhelds and i loved my psp and if i could play fucking the last of us part two on a fucking psp like thing fuck yeah Mm -hmm. and then it was like actually it's just a direct play app and it was
1: like what the fuck yeah, uh, yeah. It's just too much. The bare, like the cost of entry, like cause console prices go up every single year, and the PlayStation oh, totally. Five is not fucking cheap, and it hasn't been released yet. But now they're talking that the PlayStation Five Pro is on the horizon here. That's gonna be equally as expensive, if not more, than the original PS Five release. And then they just put out the new PlayStation VR. Yeah. And then you want people to dole out more money for a fucking for a yeah. handheld, like you could build a pretty solid gaming PC, buy yourself a Steam Deck, and buy yourself a Facebook meta quest, and still probably come in less than what it would cost you to get a PlayStation 5, the VR, and the fucking handheld. And, and it's do funny. all the same things but have more capability.
0: Yeah. And it's funny too, because I, I was actually watching a bunch of coverage on like the PlayStation VR. And the consensus was like the actual cost of the VR is like not egregious for VR. But the point people were making is, like, what Sony fucked up on is that this only works with the PS5. If they simply made it compatible with PC, it would be a really good value headset. Because the build quality and the actual VR headset, everyone was like, this is actually really good VR equipment. But I'm not going to buy it to play three games on the PS5 if you could make it work on PC. like, I have a PS5, and if PSVR 2 worked on PC, I would go tomorrow and buy one. Because I could play the Sony exclusive ones. I already have the PS5. And then if I could also have a PC headset, it would be an instant buy for me. That would be the VR I would buy. Mm -hmm. But it fucking only works on the PS5. So it's like, no, I'm not going to go buy that. If I'm going to do it, I'll go buy the, whatever the fuck Facebook one is for like 300
1: bucks. Yeah, which is exactly what I did.
0: Yeah. Or what I'll just do what I keep doing is like, I'll just find a friend who has VR and be like, yo, homie, can I borrow this for a weekend?
1: Hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's. I saw posts where it took a long time, like a couple of years, but eventually they figured out a way to get the original PlayStation VR headset working on PC. So yeah, I, I, I saw remember a lot of people were discussing like, oh, well, fuck, how long do you think it's going to take? Like, should I buy this? And then, you know, hopefully they just crack it one day and I can use it on my on my PC, and a lot of people are like, uh ah, no, that last one took years to fucking get yeah. to where it was. Like, don't expect that for years to yeah. come. And the, the only saving grace
0: is the consensus that, like, a lot of the reviewers and the reporters were saying is, like, the saving grace might just be that because of Sony's push to PC the last few years, that they might actually patch in support and be like, hey, here is PC support, and here's a launch of some of the Sony VR games on PC, but... Also, that's probably a flip of a coin, too, whether they actually do that or not. I think the odds
1: are pretty fucking slim. They just, they're like Apple. They like to keep their stuff in their system and try to be like, hey, look, this is a great VR headset. You just, you gotta buy our stuff to use it, though. Which is like, I don't know, like, I'm not a business analysis, but I have to imagine someone sat down and fucking run the numbers, but I just, I refuse to believe that their numbers are accurate, because... Typically, it's not common for someone to own a high-end gaming PC and an Xbox and a PlayStation. Or even no. a high-end gaming PC and one of the other consoles. Like, it's pretty much that's for the how most I've part. Been,
0: that's how I've been for years. Since, basically, since I started PC gaming, I've always had a high-end PC and a PS4, PS3, or PS5 because I like those exclusives, right?
1: Right, but I'm saying... In general, most oh, people yeah. only have one of the three. They either yeah, have an totally. Xbox or a PlayStation or a PC. It's The yep. margins and the percentage of people who own all three or two are out slim. of the three are incredibly fucking slim. So yep. you release a PS5 headset. The only people right now that can buy that headset are the people that own a PS5. Now yep. you open that up and you allow a compatibility with a PC. You just fucking like open Double. the floodgates for people yep. that would want to buy that headset now. And you're not taking away any market share. Cause like no. I look at it, and most of my friends who don't have PlayStations, who are like, oh, that fucking VR headset looks kind of nifty and stuff. I'm not gonna go buy a PlayStation so that I can buy a PlayStation VR headset to play a handful of PlayStation VR games. That's not gonna happen. Nope. There's no part of me that it looks at their headset and goes, I want that, so I'm gonna buy a PlayStation. If I really nope. want VR, I'm going to buy one that's already PC compatible. But yep. if PlayStation, like you said, if they released one that I could use on PC, then they're entering the fucking the VR space competitively yep. with everybody else.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what I said. Is like the consensus that everyone said is like it's good VR hardware that they released. Like it's not bad. It's not unreasonably priced. But it's just you're locked into the PlayStation Five, and it's like I said, if Tomorrow they said, hey, it works on PC. I go with to Best Buy and probably buy one. But I'm not going to because it doesn't work on my PC.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So. so, yeah.
2: PlayStation being PlayStation, I guess. Yeah. What else we got here? Hey, why did you switch to Microsoft
1: Edge? Dude, I'm fucking, I'm in on Edge right now. Really? I have been, I don't know. I have a weird thing where like, I have to jump back and forth between different things to make sure that I'm using like the best, most full featured one. So, like I've had, weird. I mean, spent a, the vast majority of my times with Chrome, but I spent a good portion of time with brave to see how I felt about it. I used Firefox for a while. Like I've used edge was always a never touch. It was like, oh, yeah, fucking force this up on my PC when I first get it set up. Like I I just didn't care for it.
0: Yeah. It's like the meme. I'm only going to use you to install another browser and then I'm going to delete you.
1: Right. The only browser that I ever had like an extended love affair with was Firefox until there were certain websites and it might be fixed now, but there's, there are random websites out there that I don't know how they're fucking coded or what the deal is. They have extremely poor compatibility with the Firefox browser. And I'd heard about that, but I'd never really experienced it. And then there were a few sites I went to and I'm like, why is this all fucked up? Why is everything all jumbled and shit? And I kept refreshing and then I'm like, what the fuck? And I do some Googling and it's like, oh yeah, that site's built using this and this, which Firefox Hmm. doesn't really completely fucking support. So it was a fucking, it was a non-starter. So I was like, okay, well back to fucking Chrome. I've
0: been a diehard Firefox user for years. And I'd like, I religiously never switch unless it's my phone. Cause then I just use whatever's usually baked into the phone, but.
1: And understandable. Well, now that fucking Microsoft has got such a huge investment into open AI and their GPT or mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fucking I'm gonna throw myself on the wait list for, for the Bing GPT right not on the wait list. And I was like, all right, let's fucking fiddle fuck with this and try it. While I was trying it, I was like, you know what? I actually don't mind this browser. The layout is really nice and clean. Yeah. You pin yeah. your apps to the right-hand yeah. side or the left-hand side. Like, the favorites bar is really nice. You go to your homepage, and it's got your customized news feed, like the Google news feed. And then yeah. in the top corner is just the little Bing icon. You click that, and it just slides out this little fucking, like, one-on-one chat. looks like a customer support chat or, like, an MSN messenger chat. And it's chat GPT and you can just go to fucking town on it, and you can fucking minimize it to the side, no limit for inquiry, and then every time you search stuff, you get Microsoft points, and you stack yep. those Microsoft points up, and you can trade it in for stuff on the Microsoft store. Yep. And like, I used to find the that browser like sluggish, and I used to find it kind of slow and certain things. It's really things. snappy
0: because it's, when they updated it, I think it was like a year and a half ago, It's it's based on Chrome, right? Like Chrome is the guts of it. Yeah, so. they're
1: all based on Chromium. Yeah. Even your so. precious Firefox is based on Chromium. Yeah. Yeah. But now that they have all these integrations into it, I'm fucking loving it. So like I recently got my work laptop. Yep. And I had to install stuff. And because with the work account they have all Microsoft shit, so I have like my my company email, which is done through exchange. Yep. But it let me link my two accounts in the edge browser. So I can open up the browser. It defaults open to my personal one, but up at the top, I just tap a button and it swips switches. And now I'm in work and the whole background, the color, the layout becomes a different color. So I know I'm in a work browser. I can do work related things, tap the button, switch back, switch back to personal, but just the layout, the speed, the ease of use and having chat GPT, ached right into the side of it where I don't have to like go to open AI site, fucking enter my credentials, log in and then start using it. I can just fucking tap the button and start going to town on GPT. I love it. I fucking love it. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm switching, I'm switching on my PC. I'm, I'm going to use this. It's, they have the world's easiest fucking import tool to like bring over your history and your bookmarks and all that stuff. It was like two clicks and all my shit was there another click and it'll import all of the passwords that you have saved. So like I didn't have to fucking waste any downtime doing anything. Then I downloaded edge on my fucking Android phone just as fucking solid. It's got a cleaner layout. It's got the bar at the bottom, which is the way I like it. Yep. And I'm just, I don't, I, I think I'm a fucking Microsoft edge convert now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: I've used Edge a handful at work and stuff like that, and
0: all my experiences with it have been great, so it's just... Yeah. That doesn't surprise me that it was... I've known a lot of people that have, like, done that same switch that you have, where they're just like, yeah. I just really like Edge now.
1: Oh, and I never used to. Yep. It's only recently, and yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Goodbye, Chrome. Goodbye, Firefox. Uninstalled brave. I got no... There's no reason to use any of those other browsers now. Like, yep, I can't think of fair. any. because, like Chrome, like Google Chrome has always been a resource fucking hog. Yep.
2: And
1: it with, still is. And with the random weird incompatibility issues with Firefox, and I still have that sour taste in my mouth with the whole Firefox privacy breach and lack sure, of transparency yeah. and... Close sourcing all their fucking code and all that other shit I was always like well they're still kind of iffy to me but it's like sure I use a lot of Microsoft products like I genuinely can't think of any valid reason why I would want to use any other browser at this point yeah yeah I've been debating that cause
0: like I ran into this problem like when I tried out the like tried out the iPhone and like I bought the MacBook where I was like okay I'm gonna use like whatever the whatever the fuck Safari. yeah yeah And I was like, this works really good. But then I ran into the issue of like, hey, none of my bookmarks and tabs are synced like they were when I had Android. Because before it was like, I just, I ran the same browser on everything. Mm -hmm. If a tab was open on my computer, I just, I could open it up on my phone. And I've never switched anything on my phone or on the Mac. And now I'm like, lately I've kind of been like, "Uh, you know what? I should really just like ditch the Mac browser. And at the same time, I've also been like,
1: do I want to try out another browser so maybe i do the edge switch too who knows i hear you like on my ipad and my fucking my macbook and everything it was always just safari and then yeah, yeah. the lack of syncing because like i love the fact that like on my work computer because like when i'm on shift i leave my my laptop at work yep. so like i could be looking at something and then just like hit the lock screen and then leave for the day then go home and i'm like fuck, what was that thing i was looking at open up edge and i could see these are the four tabs that I have open on my work computer and I can just fucking click them and just resume right where I left off. And it's just unfortunate that Safari never expanded to anything else because that kind of seamless ability would be nice if they would have a Safari that was available on fucking Android and PC. That might be a little bit of a different story, but yes, a whole system browser that you can just pick up where you left off on any device I always thought it was crazy that Safari never fucking did that. Well, they
0: they did have the PC version for a while, and then they killed it for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. Not (laughs) long enough
1: to make a difference.
2: Yeah. So. So, Sam. What else we got here?
1: Yeah, I just jammed a bunch of fucking interesting tech news in here that I'd read.
2: Fair enough.
0: So Speaking of Apple, we're getting a 15-inch MacBook Air?
1: That's the rumor. That's the rumor for WWDC in June as they're going to announce the 15 inch MacBook air, which I think at that point is going to fucking demolish yep. that, the rest of the fucking space. It totally is. It totally is. Cause I, I know lots of people who are like, Oh man, like I hear good things about these M one M two fucking MacBooks. Like I would love one, but the pros are too expensive. The Airs are more on what I'm willing to spend, but I find 13-inch, like, it's super portable, but I want that bigger screen. Yep. <laughs> you can get an M2 MacBook Air Pro for around the same prices as the MacBook Air prices because a 13-inch M1 MacBook is only around a grand. That's extremely yeah, wanna s- fucking reasonable. I want to say
0: when I bought mine, it was 1100 bucks.
1: Yeah, so that's extremely reasonable. So add a couple yep. more inches on there with the newest M whatever version they got, Maybe priced at fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah, that's
0: that. That'll slaughter that market. Yeah, <laughs>
1: totally. I mean, unless yeah, especially unless you specific... do the
0: number pad and all that, like give it a full keyboard and stuff, so that you actually, so that people can use it in like. I don't work see that happening.
1: Too. I have I have a sixteen inch MacBook Pro. Granted, yeah. it's the Intel version, but that was on purpose. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't have a fucking numpad. So true. I can't imagine my 16-inch MacBook Pro, which which has no numpad, all of a sudden the MacBook Air gets the numpad. Yeah. I don't see Very that true. happening anytime soon, but the battery but life bigger... is just unrivaled, and you put it in a fucking 15-inch screen, sure, yeah. bigger screen, but you're going to get a bigger fucking battery in that chassis too. And I imagine that they're yeah. working the Apple Magic to keep it as light as fuck. Because yeah. like, the battery, like, I have the M1 Air, and that
0: battery is fucking insane. Yeah. I've literally started my work day at like 8 in the morning and just had like a documentary of the news playing on it. And literally when I'm done work at 4.30 and not even plugged it in, it's sitting at like 30%. And I'm like,
1: that battery's kind of crazy. I've seen the battery review tests where they put a video on loop on a bunch of different yeah. laptops and see which one dies first. And the fucking MacBook Air beat out all the other laptops and it had like 23 and a half hours of fucking video playback on it. Like, that's
0: insane. It's fucking insane. It's, I, and where I really, this is actually, I guess just a testament to all of Apple's battery stuff. Is last summer I was camping out at my cabin and I just had like my tent canopy thing. And I was out there for like, I think it was like three or four days. I didn't have to charge, and granted, I wasn't using everything like crazy amounts, but like I used my phone for like a couple of text messages. It lasted like three days with minimal usage of just like not using it. And like the laptop, like when I would go to bed, I would like throw one episode or two episodes of a TV on just to like kind of fall asleep to. I didn't even charge the laptop all that much because I only used it a few times. And, it, like, their battery tech with their chips is fucking insane.
1: Yeah, it's solid. It's the one thing I miss about the iPhone now that I'm back on Android temporarily. Yeah. I, I, this S22 fucking Ultra, like, by the time I get home after, like, a work day, and, like, that's just, like, answering text messages, maybe checking some emails and taking some fucking phone calls and shit like that. When I get home, I'm usually down at like 20 20%. Yep. Most of the day now, I just, in the habit is when I sit down to eat lunch, I fucking drop it on a fast charger. Yep. So and that it's, it's not fucking dead when I get home. And it pisses me off so much.
0: Yeah. Like even when I'm in the office and I'm using my phone like all the time, like when I come home, the battery is at like 40% and I'm like and that'll last me till I go to bed and then I just plug it in like I just plug it in every night when I go to bed so it's yeah I have yet to run out of my phone's battery in the day with the iPhone
1: which is kind of insane I've come pretty close with this note or ultra whatever you want to call it whatever it is yeah but yeah that's kind of a
2: big deal Else we got here so what the fuck is the deal with reddit AI porn (laughs)
1: Reddit is fucking up in arms lately, because I don't remember which subreddit. If you did a quick Google search, you'd see. All right, risky uh,
0: search of the day. Reddit AI porn.
1: With the word backlash. You need to have the word backlash in there. Okay. Basically, it was a subreddit where people were, like, selling, you know, like, selfies of themselves, right? Okay, like, hey, you pay me some money, I'll send you like some nude photos of myself. Kind of like an OnlyFans, but taking place on Reddit. Well, there's several accounts on that subreddit that have been making a ton of money selling these images to other people who are willing to buy them, yeah. only for these people to find out that none of these images are real, that all of them are AI-generated fake nudes. Yeah, I'm and seeing this right now. People are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Which... I don't know why I don't I like I don't know I, I to an extent I can understand like feeling misled but at the same time like if you're just looking for like a picture like some nude fucking pictures and you're willing to fucking pay for them which I don't know why you <laughs> would like the internet is yeah. fucking fast but let's say you're chatting with someone and you're like well I want I don't I don't know who this person is but send me a nude picture I guess there's Some kind of weird connection to that the person you're physically talking to is the one that you're seeing naked? I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, they want nude photos. They're getting nude photos, but... Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is the most fucking Reddit thing ever. (laughs) But it's indicative of where we're going with AI. Because this touches on a few oh, other fucking things, right? Because, like, it's gotten so good that guys can do fake AI nude images. And not, like, plastering an AI face over, like, a stolen nude picture. Like, completely create a nude photo yeah. from the ground and up it, of someone that isn't real.
0: And it, like, looks...
1: And it looks uh, real. look
0: like good enough that people are like, yeah, I want to buy that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, Totally. Like, that's how good AI's gotten. And then, like, which just brings me into Microsoft is working on Jarvis, which is right. going to kind of be like a new Cortana using GPT and then their Copilot series. And I don't know if you've looked at any of their Copilot stuff. No. It'll fucking, they're going to integrate it into like PowerPoint, Word. X- oh, yes, I've Excel, seen that. Excel.
2: Yeah. yeah I have all that, seen that other
1: stuff. So you just open up Excel and you're like, oh, I need a formula that's going to do this, this, and this, and this, and I need it to output into this fucking box. Enter. Boom. Done. Yep. It'll write the formula for you and do it all. And then yeah, I've, I've seen, seen the wild stuff where, like, you write up a, a technical document or something like that in Word, and then yep. you can literally just pretty much drag it, plop it into a fucking, drag it over to PowerPoint, and it'll make a full PowerPoint presentation based on your Word document.
0: Yep. I've seen some stuff. About that and it, it looks insane. I so. it's,
1: it's in it's it's nuts, yeah. Like, once GP Open AI released GPT for the world to start fucking playing with, we have had some wild exponential growth in the AI market. And it's oh, totally still growing exponentially. Like, it is totally, it's not like okay, cool, we have AI, like, what's the next step with AI? It's like, holy shit, AI is coming and it's coming fucking
0: fast. Oh, totally, yeah. And that was kind of always what it was going to be, right? Is like, as soon as someone made a viable, like, AI version that actually did something, like, as soon as that got released, it was going to, like, the floodgates were just open, right? So it's, I think that was always going to be the case with it. It was never going to be a slow progression thing. It was just going to be someone's just like, and here you go. Yeah. And everyone's like, fuck.
1: I think a lot of people, myself included, thought, like, once we had a good, decent AI, that it was going to be, like, a consistent and timely progression. I don't think anyone realized like, cause from the release of GPT three or 3.5, where you were actually able to go on an open AI site and play with it yeah. to where we are now and everything that it has integrated in it, all the new stuff it can do. Like we're yeah. talking like a month, maybe two. Like yeah, I think this much. blew up far faster than anyone could have fucking thought. Now they're doing plugins. Yeah. So like the biggest complaint with GPT has been math. It's not, it wasn't super good at math. Despite having all this data sets, it couldn't interpret math and then interpret what you were asking it in terms of a mathematical equation or a formula or whatever. And then spit you out a right answer. So they partnered up with Wolfram Alpha, which I don't know if you ever used when you were in school, but I used it all the fucking time. It was the go-to like, Here's if this you need help with math, here you. yeah, and it would tell you the answer, but then it would walk you through the steps on how to solve that problem. And there's a plugin so you can plug that its database and stuff into GPT. So now GPT is a fucking math genius. Yep. Like yep. it's.
0: Yep. Oof. Yep. Once you start integrating it with everything, it's that's where you're. That's where you're gonna see. I think the crazy, crazy growth is like where you see it, like. You know, co-pilot with Microsoft, right? It's like, you're going to be able to supplementary, add it to things, and enhance it. Like, I also saw the other day, there was a Reddit thread where someone actually integrated ChatGPT as a voice assistant in Home Assistant. And he literally set it up, or he, like, walked into his house, and he was like, Hey, turn on my kitchen light. And it just did. That's pretty sweet. So I looked at that and I was like, I kind of really want to set that up, but mm-hmm. I didn't look into it. Cause I don't know how in the weeds it is. And I'm still like very much a, like all of my home assistant stuff is really hacked together. So it's like,
1: I'm in the same boat as you, man. But,
0: but yeah, but then you have fucking GM fucking removing their Android Apple CarPlay. as someone who has, okay. As someone who has a vehicle, that has neither it fucking sucks like yeah my phone connects to my dashboard and i get my calls and it gets my text messages and it shows what music is playing but the actual usability of it fucking sucks
1: it actively sucks to use yeah well automakers are now pushing wireless Android Auto, Apple CarPlay. So you just get into your car, Bluetooth connects, and then CarPlay shows up on your screen. You don't have to fucking plug it in anymore. Yeah. And that is super handy. My fucking, yeah. my supervisor, his work truck is like one of the newer Fords with the big fucking screen and stuff. And yep. I've had to use it a couple times, so I've like Bluetoothed my phone to it. So now when I go to borrow his truck, I just get inside and then boom, the Android Auto screen fucking loads. There's my Spotify, there's my Maps, there's my... Yep. Everything and it's brilliant. And then GM goes, you know what? I don't I don't think people really need that. We're gonna make our own. We're gonna make our own proprietary fucking software. No more Android Auto, no more Apple CarPlay. We're gonna it's do gonna what be Tesla the Tesla does. It's gonna
0: is- be the worst piece of garbage you've <laughs> ever fucking touched in your life. It's, as someone who actively uses a proprietary fucking one, you're gonna get into that vehicle and go, none of this is Works good.
1: Well, like you, it's just a protocol you need to allow to fucking communicate to project onto your fucking infotainment screen. So it's not like these automakers have to do a lot of work to allow this to fucking happen. And if they want to go wireless, it's just a module that's worked into the infotainment system. Same thing. The pro like they don't have to do anything. The protocols are all there. They just need to allow their infotainment screen to basically become a fucking television for the phone. So it's minimal fucking effort required on this. Well, I was talking about with someone the other day, I can't remember what vehicle they have, but it doesn't have Android auto or CarPlay either. And, uh, two years ago, they stopped doing map updates. They're yep. just like, yeah, we're not done. Like our new models do this. And he's got to like, it's his granted. His is a much older model. It doesn't even do map updates anymore. So now yep. like if he wants to navigate somewhere, he doesn't have the fucking proper information there's no way for him to update the maps in his vehicle and he doesn't have car player or yep. android auto
0: yep as someone that has actively found threads on how to like inadvertently get CarPlay and all of that stuff into my vehicle I've looked at it and just been like that's just not something I'm gonna fuck with
1: but maybe one day your best bet like, is to just remove that infotainment system and put in a third party fucking
0: I've I've thought about it, but at the same time, I've been like,
2: yeah. Uh, but I've thought about it.
1: Maybe one day I will. But but yeah, floored me that this is the route they're gonna go. on. Cause like the biggest complaint I hear from like, other than like the generic like, oh, I wish you could drive longer or charging is sometimes inconvenient, but like the biggest backlash or that people get worked up about with Teslas is Teslas is the same way. There's no CarPlay. There's no Android Auto you're beholden to their system and their system is actually yeah. fairly well designed. Yeah. GM isn't even going to come fucking close to that. Just look at the fucking infotainment systems they offer now if you don't plug a phone into them. They're fucking yeah. terrible.
0: Yeah. There's someone who uses one every day. It's fucking awful. I fucking actively hate it. But yeah.
1: So I don't that, I don't know what they're thinking. It was I didn't have any intent to buy a GM anytime soon, but I definitely will never be buying a gm vehicle going forward if that's the fucking
2: yeah yeah no thanks
1: yeah, yeah. dumb as fuck uh, so intel everyone was worried after the fucking poor sales of their last gpu that that was it and the head of the intel gpu left so everyone was in a panic. So it's not a whole lot to talk about, but apparently their next set of GPUs are in the works and will be coming out, being called Battle Mage and Celestial. So the Intel GPU is not dead yet. Not which yet. isn't... like yet. I'm not rushing out to buy an Intel GPU, but no. I'm happy that they haven't abandoned this yet and that they're continuing to work on it and continuing to prove on it because it'll finally... Finally force some competition where AMD and NVIDIA aren't jacking up their prices by like three hundred dollars every year.
0: Anything to get fucking GP prices back down to a fucking normal level is gotta vote in my books because I remember when I bought my ten eighty Ti and it was eight hundred bucks MSRP, and then I bought my thirty eighty Ti and it was fifteen hundred bucks MSRP
1: mm-hmm
2: fuck that yeah i completely fuck agree
0: and same with i mean we've called out nvidia's bullshit before with like their other cards coming out where it's just like hey actually yeah anything to get those prices back to like decent levels is a good thing in my books because yeah it's getting a little excessive
1: Absolutely, I'm excited for them to have some decent working cards that are super compatible with Intel CPUs. Yeah, for the encoding factor. Oh yeah, totally. Like Like, I've debated buying one of these Intel Arc GPUs, like when they first came out. Just for my server. Yeah, just for that fucking NV1 encoding.
0: Yeah, I've thought about that too. It's like,
1: maybe we're the edge
0: case where it's like we look at like, oh, Intel like GPUs. Integrated with the CPUs, like that might not go on my gaming rig, but I may buy one for this server. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because imagine quick sync on crack. Mm -hmm. Like Tyler, imagine the concurrent 4K direct streams we could have. Imagine it.
1: Yeah. Imagine all those transcodes. The thought has definitely crossed my mind.
0: (laughs) I I had that thought the other day because. The other day I was like, you know what, like, I, for some reason I just, I was like, it, it was slow at work, it was winding down on Friday, it was like four o'clock, and I was like, I have a half hour to kill, and I was like, if I had like two grand, what would I make as a server, and I just started like researching parts, I don't know if you ever do that randomly, where you're just like, yeah, oh, like, if a... I could just price out this kind of like dream machine, what would it be, and like, yeah, there was multiple times where I was like, Intel GPU, Intel i9, <laughs> dual i9 <laughs> you
1: know i haven't i haven't spec'd out like my dream fucking server but i have spec'd out another server that i want to build for when the child's here i want to have no. uh resilio sync on yep. both my phone and the wife's phone and have yep. that set up with like a completely different kind of like nas server so that it constantly backs up those photos and then yep, have totally. those photos and videos automatically get dumped into a separate Plex instance that I can totally. share with friends and family. So that, totally. that way we don't have to fucking put 200 pictures on Facebook and Instagram or text people yep. all these photos. It's like if anyone wants to see our kid. just, just open Here's your it. login. Yeah, just open up Plex and there you go. You can see all the fucking photos.
2: Yep. Yep, it'd be super handy. But I'm glad Intel is not Uh, killing their GPUs
0: quite yet. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they still did, but...
1: I'm hoping that they don't. I hope they make these little progressive steps, and I think it's still going to be a few years away, but if they keep at it, I think it's just a matter of time before they actually become competitive. Yep. And it's not not like they they need to be better GPUs than what NVIDIA offers. They just need to be comparable, because it's like AMD. AMD's GPUs, and sorry AMD, I love you, but your GPUs aren't as good as the fucking NVIDIA ones. No, nope. but they are... But they're comparable. Yep. You So know, if it's, you can get Intel up in that category, then... Yep. And they're priced yeah, to, cheap. Totally. Like, if I was looking at a graphics card and
0: the conversation was, here is an Intel and AMD one that is, like, the equivalent of a 3080, but NVIDIA's 3080 was more of a 3080 Ti, you know, but it's price cheaper. I might look at that and go, do I really need the TI? Mm -hmm. Maybe not, right? Do I want to pay that premium for an extra fucking 10 frames at 4K with ray tracing? Maybe not. No, probably
1: not.
2: You know.
0: I, I I think where NVIDIA's selling point for me is, is their ray tracing and DLSS tech. That stuff seems to be like, a fair bit ahead of whatever AMD is doing with theirs. Granted, I haven't used AMD stuff, but yeah, I don't all I what know is call DLSS either. and ray tracing is like, it's like a mini wizard in my PC on what it can actually do. <laughs> but but yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the ray tracing is cool. The DLS, I don't know. I'm torn on it because I've played some games where I've turned it on And it's looked better and I've got higher frames and I'm like, all right, DLS is the shit. Then there's Mm -hmm. other games I put it on and it fucking tanks my frame rate. It fucking ruins my performance. Like I play a lot of modern warfare. I can't, I can't, if I run NVIDIA DLSS, DLSS on there, no matter which setting I fucking pick, it always craters my fucking frame rate causes incredibly bad latency and stuttering oh yeah and that's if it works at all most of the time within like 20 minutes of turning it on my game will crash
0: it's very much the game's got to be like optimized for it mm-hmm. and like an example it's i saw that to be were the example i saw where i was like this is literally wizardry was when uh, metro exodus released their enhanced version where they're like hey we've got the full ray tracing dlss support and i was like cool so like i i I like think I got the upgrade or whatever like that, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this with everything maxed out. Like, I played, I played through the regular Exodus with everything maxed out and got like a pretty steady, like, 4K 60-ish. Kind of dipped down to 45, totally playable. Maxed everything out on the enhanced edition, and I was literally getting 15 frames a second. I was like, this is a fucking slideshow. Enabled DLSS, smooth 60, and I couldn't tell the difference between the quality. I was like, this is magic.
1: Well they, they do that stuff really well, man. I just I just look to my NVIDIA shield when it does the four K upscaling of my ten eighty P stuff. It's like this is nice.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. It works really well. When it works.
1: When it works. Yep. What the fuck is Amazon sidewalk? Oh man. This has this well, is like terrifying and exciting at the same time. Well,
0: of course, it's Amazon, right? Like it's Amazon is the picture perfect like dystopia nightmare, right? <laughs> Where it's like, oh yeah, that's cool, but it's also like the weirdly terrifying feature, right?
1: So a long time ago when they started releasing their Ring video doorbells, they quickly came to the conclusion, as I'm sure most companies who offer Wi-Fi video doorbells have, and that's the reception to said doorbell is pretty fucking piss poor usually compared to where someone has their router or the more prosumer-based people have their access points. Right. Like, even my own setup, and I have three access points in my fucking home, and probably on average, I'm at like 87% signal strength to my Wi Fi doorbell. Sure. So Amazon realized this and went, okay, not everything needs to be coming through where we need a super good connection, but we need bits and pieces, like t- tiny chunks of data need to be sent from this fucking doorbell for like if someone pushes it, so on and so forth. So they kind of came up with their own protocol which uses kind of like bluetooth low energy type stuff where like it takes very little power it doesn't it isn't big chunks of data so you don't need a constant or a super super strong signal very similar to laura i don't know if you've familiarized or heard of laura wan at all sounds familiar basically like we actually did some stuff in school regarding laura like if you have a LoRa repeater, you can send data like kilometers away. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, I so, I've heard of that. So they kind of did like a combination there within of all of this stuff so that they could act it as a repeater and it kind of links to like home stuff too. So if you had an Amazon echo or show or dot or whatever, it would also have this this technology in it so that instead of trying to reach your Wi-Fi router your fucking echo would have much more distance to take these little bits of data from your doorbell. And then your echo would be kind of like the thread or the matter, like, or the, the Z wave stuff that we all use, right? Like they're just low yeah. energy, small chunks of fucking data. So you can cover wider spaces without. Yeah. And they kind of create like
0: at their own little mini mission network, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah. they put this stuff, they were trialing it. they, figured because it was like easy to fucking put in the code and like put in the hardware and stuff like that, that they just started putting it in everything. It was never on. They just put it in everything, trying to figure out the best way to use it. And then one day they fucking turned on the switch. Oh. And didn't tell anyone. Of course. So of course. a plethora of people around the world, anyone who had a Ring doorbell, most of the Ring products... I would say like 75% of Amazon's other stuff echoes dots shows other than like the OG stuff all already had this technology and it all came in at once without a like prompt. Like, Hey, would you like to opt into this? they There's just made, like, yeah, it's here, which made a massive connective network. You could, in, you could connect an entire fucking town off this thing. Cause it could jump to your neighbor, which could jump two houses down, which could jump across the street, which could so on yep. so fucking forth. Yep. Some people were naturally not super happy about this. Oh, I would have unplugged all of my shit immediately. <laughs> so now you can like when you go into the app, you like opt in or you opt out of having this stuff like active and visible or just fucking private. Right. But the allure is is Matter Thread. They've been trying to push this like one protocol kind of thing for all these connected devices. Amazon pretty much did it already, and. Mm-hmm to most people's surprise, Amazon is like, hey, we're not charging fuck all for this. Yeah. We just want people to use it because it makes connecting things fucking easier. And there's such minute little tiny itty bitty 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 chunks of fucking data that it's negligible on anything. Yep. So now they've officially like opened up for development Amazon Sidewalk, which allows you to mesh network off of all of these Amazon products and they're encouraging people to create their own devices or add Amazon sidewalk to their devices for even more mesh compatibility. So like part of it is a little scary, but at the same time, it is a super su- secure protocol. Like it's oh, yeah. honestly very similar to thread and fucking matter, but it already has massive, massive wide scale adoption because it's in fucking all of Amazon shit.
0: Yeah. It's just the trusting Amazon part of it, which is like historically has not been a good thing, right?
1: <laughs> you know, Very Amazon true. historically
0: does not use your data well. You know. But it's not and, them getting your data though.
1: Like this is oh, just yeah. the protocol. Yeah. They invented the fucking protocol. So like No,
0: but I mean like that's the like mentality for a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Is like, mm-hmm. oh
1: Amazon wants me to connect
0: all my devices on an Amazon mesh network. Like my mind immediately goes like no thank you, but I know what you're saying. Like, even though it's a secure protocol,
1: seeing like I don't, other than a fire stick, I don't really have anything Amazon in my fucking house. But it's interesting because like the Googles are handy, but I would much rather have a Chat GPT implementation in my house. I've yeah. seen videos where you can take Amazon Echo Dots and stuff like that and use them as your own voice commands. I have maybe you can with Googles Homes, but I haven't seen the ability to do that yet. Which, yeah, I don't know, which makes me kind of go like do I fucking go buy a couple $20 fucking dots and spread them throughout the house, create a bigger mesh network and then allow yeah. my other devices to jump off of that? Cuz I've had some issues where some of my devices are just a little they're on the cusp of being out like just on the cusp of being within reach of another um Z-wave node. Sure. To be able to go back to the, like the repeater Yep. So it's like, well, you have a couple of these and like, if my neighbor has some right. and I need to put something outside and it's outside my node, then it can make its way to his node and then back into my fucking house. Like this could oh, be yeah, a big totally. deal for smart for smart homes shit, especially cause like everyone was all pumped about thread. They're all pumped about matter and all that protocol coming in two or three of the big brands that were pumping out. Like, yeah, we're going to start doing thread enabled devices I've already backed out and been like, yeah, we would still like to, but it's no longer a fucking priority. We'll get to it maybe. Like, Philips yep. is already. Philips was the big one. Like, they're like, hey, we're going to allow our Philips Hue hubs to act as matter hubs for your thread yep. devices. And they've already turned around and been like, eh, maybe. Not now. Yep. Can't tell you. It could happen, but maybe it won't. Yep. It's like you have these big names that are already starting to fucking. Which is incredibly shitty but it makes me super happy that when they announced all this I didn't just fucking jump on the bandwagon and start getting Matter devices right away
0: but yeah yeah I mean in theory it is insanely cool to be able to just feed off other devices not even just within but outside your network right where it's like oh I'm out of range for this fucking camera in my backyard but my neighbor's got one close in his backyard so therefore problem solved Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you, know. you can get development kits for Sidewalk right now. And you can get this device, and it's just battery operated. And you can basically just like drive around and see the signal strength of the Sidewalk network. Right. And I've heard people who have just like gotten their car and started driving up and down the street and never dipped below 95% signal strength.
0: Oh, totally. Like, like if, if you think about like the, call it like consumer smart home devices, like indoor cameras, doorbells. I bet the market is like 75% Amazon because oh, that's going to be the most e- easily accessible.
2: Yeah. Cheap and right? easy. And,
0: and then the next big part is probably Google, right? But Yeah. So, it doesn't surprise me. Like, I bet if you drove around most towns and surveyed smart doorbells, I bet most of them um, are the Amazon ones.
1: Except you can't trust fucking Google. And I'm not even just no. not trust in the sense of like trust them with your fucking data. Like, that's clear as day. Hasn't well, been yeah. for years. But you can't trust Google to support anything. Like, I just no. read an article the other day that they're killing Nest Secure. So, if you have yeah. a fucking Google Nest Secure alarm system, you've got like a year or two left. And then that whole fucking system is done. They're not supporting it. You got nothing anymore. Yep. And when they were releasing the Google homes before they put out their own Google hub, like the screened one, yep. they allowed other people to fucking build them. Like you could get Lenovo made one. There are a couple other ones where they were bigger, bigger screens, but they were the Google fucking home hubs. Well, they dropped support for that too. So, like, I almost bought one because it was cheaper and had a bigger screen. I almost bought the Lenovo Google Home Hub. And that's about to cease to fucking function at all. it's like, cool, good thing I didn't spend $200 on this fucking 12-inch fucking Google Hub screen.
0: I'm at the point where anything that I connect in my house, like, smart home-wise, if it doesn't work on my local network, I'm not buying it. Like, I'm just kind of at that point where it's just like... If it doesn't work on my local network, get the fuck out of here. If I've got to rely on something else, fuck off.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to veer away from the cloud-based stuff as well. There's a whole reason like, my security system, I went with Ubiquity because it's like, none of this is going through the fuck like, it's all locally stored, locally recorded. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. I'm at the point where it's like, if it doesn't work local, no thanks. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. You know. The only time I recommend stuff that doesn't work local is, like, if my parents want, like, like I think they bought a camera or something like that, and I, like, literally researched where I was like, okay, go with this one, it doesn't need a subscription, it doesn't need a third party, you just need their app, and I can even set it up where you don't need their app, but, you know, stay away from the, paying the fucking $9 a month for your fucking doorbell. Yeah. No fucking thank you.
2: Yeah, Exactly. a monster is suing monster. What the f- what the fuck is going on with this?
1: There's a fucking game developer called I can't remember. Oh, I heard about this and Monster
0: Energy is suing them because of the name.
1: Yeah. Because their game <laughs> that's is right. called Did you did you see what their game is called? I did not know. Dark Deception. Monsters and Mortals. That's what their game is called. Oh, that's their game's not even just it's not called Monster. It's not called Monsters it's called dark deception monsters and mortals and monster is suing them for fucking trying to trying to sue them on trademark saying that their game could be confusing to people who are fans of the fucking energy drink, which I was like, this is pretty fucking wild. And you like, you look at their like emblem and their picture and like, I think their picture has like a claw mark on it but it's not like the three claw marks. It's not like a carbon copy. The word monster doesn't exactly look like the monster energy drink branding. Right. Monster just fucking suing them. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing. And while I was looking at that, it was like, Oh, here are all these other companies that monster has actually sued for using the word monster. And there was one game that Ubisoft was making that had the word monster in the title and they changed the name of it because they wanted to avoid this lawsuit. Huh. Is is Monster Energy just notorious for suing the fuck out of everyone? Yes, apparently they are. Apparently they fucking sue anyone and everyone they can. And the crazy thing is, is, like, Ubisoft avoided the lawsuit, just changed the name. They didn't want to deal with it. But everyone else who's, like, went to fucking court against Monster, Monster had their lawsuit thrown out, going, you guys are fucking ridiculous. This is... This is stupid. You're not getting away with this. But they keep doing it. So the game plan is to, like, sue anyone who fucking uses the word monster, I guess, and hope that they just change it and not fight it. Because historically, every time it actually ends up in the courts, the courts go... It gets
0: thrown out. Yeah. That's fucking dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. That's... Okay, monster. You do you, but... What the fuck?
1: Yeah. I just, yeah, uh, I thought that was fucking kind of hilarious and not that I was a big, big monster drinker before I, I do really, they make a monster peach tea, which is like non-carbonated oh, sure. with like no sugar and it is sure. so, so good. But like, fuck monster. Yeah, totally. Mm, monster just being a bunch of cans. <laughs> yeah. Just thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that I am super excited about, yep, is that one right there. So what is this? So the Shaw Rogers acquisition has gone through. It has been approved. Part of the deal is, is that Rogers is not allowed to get Shaw's mobile brand, Freedom. That's right. So Rogers is taking over Shaw Cable, Shaw Internet, all that kind of stuff. But Shaw's mobile brand, Freedom had to be sold off to someone else. Videotron based out of Quebec is the one that picked up freedom mobile. So they have a contract in place that says, okay, you can buy it, but here are the rules. You have to invest X amount of dollars over the next three years in infrastructure. You have to add more towers out in Western Canada. You have to increase cell activity and you have to, um, Keep your prices below the big telecoms. Like that's it's written in the deal that they can't fucking jack up prices and charge what like TELUS and Bell and Rogers are because they have their little right. fucking their little collusion club where they all decide to jack rates up, and that's why for one of the most developed fucking nations in the world, we have some of the highest cell phone prices in the entire fucking world. Yeah,
0: we get raw-dogged on a lot of friends, but so the hard. telecom is a pretty egregious one.
1: Yeah, so he's come out, and he's been doing a lot of fucking press lately, like the CEO of Videotron, and he said, "Kate, we're keeping the name Freedom Mobile, and we're going to keep operating. We're going to operate in BC and Alberta, and we're eventually going to— exp- I think they're in Saskatchewan as well—with plans to expand into Manitoba and Ontario— and um, he vowed that he's going to undercut all of the big three by a minimum of 20% across the board. This
0: sounds great, but I'll be honest, I'll believe it when I see it. We've been raw dogged so hard by our fucking telecoms that, like, yeah, that's cool and all to say. And I believe me, I want more fucking telecom comp,
1: but. Each- but this is, but undercutting the competition is written into the contract, like with the government through the sale and every infraction is like million dollar fines. Sure. So they could be fined up to like $500 million a year if they don't follow through on this and they have to follow through on this for like 10 years or something like that. Right. So for at least for the next like 10 years, once this is all fucking sorted through and stuff like that, Freedom is going to be the fucking cheapest. And Videotron is already the cheapest phone provider in Quebec. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, if you go and you... If you go on TELUS's website right now, and you're like, oh, I want a new phone, let me look at a plan. If you look at a fucking... Pick this phone, pick this plan, see the price in Alberta, and then switch that to fucking Quebec, or switch that to uh, Saskatchewan, because they have SaskTel. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be... $40 cheaper for the exact same phone plan with the exact same fucking phone and that's because there's these other guys that keep it cheap, right? Yeah, totally. So SaskTel keeps TELUS and those guys having to fucking fight for lower prices in Saskatchewan. Videotron does that and keeps the prices cheap in Quebec. So now they're going to expand network coverage out here and fucking knock prices back. Yeah. I'm all for it. So but uh, i'm just it has me excited. i'm hesitant
0: of anything with telecoms in this country cuz
1: i've been yeah with, i've been with telus like and i've tried all of them like i had a brief stint with virgin i've been with kudo i've been with rogers i've been with fucking fido the only one i haven't touched is shaw mobile or freedom yeah. mobile which is honestly it's like it's the same fucking thing yeah but a big part of that is because like the freedom mobile's plans are already cheaper but their system is weird where it's like you get like all this data and phone call and stuff, but you have to be in areas. So if you're in Calgary, Edmonton, Red Deer, those bigger areas, then you're fine. If you venture outside their zones and the phone has to connect to another telecoms tower, then you get slower data or you get overage fees on your fucking data. And I was like, Oh, okay, well that's why I can't not, no, thank you. Yeah. But now that I don't work all over the, fucking province in the most remote areas everywhere. Yeah. And now that they're expanding cuz he straight up said like they're going to have full coverage across the entire province, not just like main Archive. coverage in the big city centers like Freedom used to be. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when I start seeing things come out and fucking towers going up, I maybe I finally leave Telus.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Like the moment I get the moment I see like oh hey, we're fully up in Alberta and here's the prices, it's like, that's the moment I go, like, yes, yeah, sign me up. hmm Like, 100%. Like, the moment I see a cheaper alternative to what we have now, I'm signing
2: up. Yeah, you know. 100%. But, yeah. No, I'm all for it. I just, I
0: don't know when we'll end up getting it. Like, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Not soon
2: enough, but, that's for sure. But, Yeah. Telecom in Canada. Mm, so good. Should just be renamed. How about you go fuck yourselves?
1: Pretty much, yeah. So. Alright, last thing on the
2: list. Hogwarts. Yeah, so I finally picked this up. And I'm not
0: super deep into it, but I'm about 10 hours into it. Uh, that game fucking rules. Does it? That, yeah, it's fucking... If you were even a minute Harry Potter fan... I can recommend this game at full praise.
1: Are you playing it at PC or are you playing it on Steam Deck? Both.
0: It runs fine on the Steam Deck. Granted, it doesn't look the greatest. But for a full 2023 open world game, it runs totally fine on the Steam Deck. I I played a couple hours on it, and it's totally fine. But that game is cool as fuck.
1: It's been on my list for a long time. <clears throat> I just haven't gotten around to fucking playing it, but I've wanted to. I've wanted to so bad, but I honestly didn't know anyone else that has played it.
0: It's... Honest, I, I can honestly recommend it to full praise. It's, really? The open world is... So you know how, like, Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto have these, like, crazy open worlds that you can, like, interact with and explore with, and they're, like, these really detailed ones where, like, you can... Like, the world is almost alive, right? Yeah. Uh, The Hogwarts game is very much like that. It's not as well done as those. That's just kind of like a comparison. But the moment I realized that is, I got finished, like first two hours where it's like hey you're still doing tutorials but like the castle opened up where i could like run around Mm -hmm. i literally spent three hours exploring the castle and never got bored i was just like oh down this nook and cranny is oh there's a chest with a secret and i got a piece of gear and i kept going further and just exploring and it just rewards you with that where i was like fuck everything i'm just gonna explore this castle for three hours and then i was like oh actually i should probably do some main quests and then it opens up outside of the castle and there's even more of that where it's just like oh you if you just go off the beaten path nine times out of ten you'll find like a side quest or you know something to explore and find and it is totally worth it like it's it's kind of crazy it's really good really yep and the actual like spell combat is actually super fucking satisfying because you're, like, combining different spells where it's like, oh, I'm going to levitate this person up and then pull them towards me and then, like, cast them on fire. Mm. You know, it's like, playing the combat is super satisfying. And customization options for your character and your gear is really fucking smartly done. And, yeah, it's just, like, I play it and I'm just like, this is a fucking really good game. Granted, I'm only, like, 10 hours into it, so, like, I'm I'm far from being done. But, it's, so far, it's like hella, hella good. And I can definitely recommend it.
1: So are you your own character, or do you play as one of the mains?
0: Nope, you fully customize your character, and pick your house, and all of that stuff.
1: You pick your house? Yep. I I thought the sorting hat picks your house.
0: So it does. So what you can do is, like, once you create your character, so like, you fully create your character, all their looks All of that stuff. And then like it comes to the sorting hat and it basically goes through and it'll ask you questions about like, it'll kind of give you like some questions where you can kind of answer and then it'll sort you into a house, but it gives you an option. It goes, do you agree with this or not? And you can go yes or no. Mm. So. But it actually works pretty well because like, I think it was like before the game came out, I like went on to like the Hogwarts website where you like take the test where it's like, hey, what house are you? I was like, fuck it, I'll take this test for the game. And then the questions I answered in the game actually picked the same house, so I was like, oh, cool. So that works.
1: So what but, house are you? Uh, Slytherin. Mm. So.
0: But yeah, like, so far playing it, it's just like, it's a shit ton of fun, and like I said, like the, literally after I got done, like the, I wasn't even done the tutorials, but it was just like, hey, go to this next objective, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just explore this castle, and I literally just got so into it that I explored for, like, two or three hours straight. And by the end of it, I had, like, 12 pieces of gear that I could do and, like, equip, and I was just like, yeah, this is fucking insanely cool, where it's like, oh, I found this puzzle, and I'm gonna solve it, and then I got some stuff, or I found this side character, and I'm gonna go do this quick quest, and just exploring the castle and all the magic that happens in the castle is fucking really cool. Hmm. Like, where you can go in and, like, it has this, the moving staircase and you actually run and the staircase moves with you and shit and, and all of that. And where I just stopped playing the other day is that when I unlocked a broom. So, like, when you go outside, you legit get a broom and you can just fly around the whole map. And it's, yeah, it's insanely cool. And...
1: Well, that makes it more intriguing because I'm not gonna lie. The only thing that's held me off from fucking playing that game is the fact that I was, don't, is this worth eighty fucking dollars?
0: I think it is. Like I, like I said, I haven't finished it. I'm only about ten hours in, and that, like i like I said, I just unlocked the broom, so it's like I'm still getting, like, tutorial areas of it. It's just, but so far, like I would say yes.
1: All right, good to know.
0: And it's, yeah, it's it's been insanely fun to play. Like I said, the combat is super fun. And yeah, and so far the story seems like it's, like the story is intriguing enough or like it starts you off where it's like, oh, this I actually want to see where the story goes and all of that. So it's, yeah, it's
1: super fun. Well, maybe I will expedite that up my fucking list then. That one's on my list and I still really want to play Atomic Heart. I've already beat Sons of Forest.
0: Right. I think... I think I got Hogwarts from like Green Man Gaming or something. I think it was like sixty or sixty-five bucks. I so I think if you, you really want, want it, you don't have to into pay that.
1: Hmm? You can still just use that code to fucking import it into Steam.
0: Yeah, it just gives you like a Steam activation code, and then you just go like activate however you do it on Steam, where it is. But so I don't think you quite have to pay the full Steam like eighty dollars. I think what is it?
1: I think it's eighty-nine dollars like. on Steam.
0: Yeah, it's a little egregious. Oh, so yeah, if you go on to Green Man Gaming, you can get it for 70 bucks.
2: Oh, does CD Keys have it cheaper? That's the other place I usually look. Yeah, so you can get it. It's like 65 bucks on CD Keys if you really want it.
0: And I think that's where I bought it.
1: I mean, that's not bad.
0: So... Yeah, I wasn't gonna pay like eighty whatever the Steam eighty dollars is. I was like, I'm just not gonna pay that. And so I looked around and I was like, I was like, oh, I'll check CD keys and Green Man Gaming. If I get it for like sixty five, seventy bucks, then I'll pick it up. And so far, I don't regret it. I look forward to playing more.
2: Okay, well,
0: and yeah, runs on Steam Deck. I mean, granted, like I said, it doesn't look the best on the Steam Deck, but for a 2023 like Kind of full on, here's a AAA game. It runs perfectly fine on the Steam Deck. There's a few things here and there, but that,
2: I think that's with most Steam Deck games, you know? Yeah.
0: But yeah. That's really all I got. I'll probably have more to say once I actually get super deep into it. But
1: Yeah, well, keep me fucking posted on, on it, because like I said, it's been on my list. I really wanted... There was that one, Atomic Heart, and Sons of the Forest... I still haven't played Atomic Heart, but that's with game free with Game Pass, so that's probably where I'll play that. I played through, like, seven hours of Atomic Heart
0: one day, and I, just, I haven't gone back. No? no? No. It was one of those games where it was, like, the setting of it was, like, really cool, but you know when you get, like, a main character that's, like, a super, like, it's, like, the beefy bro dialogue? The beefy like, bro
1: dialogue.
0: Or it's like, hey, he, like, it's like the military shooter, like, dude dialogue where it's, I don't, that's the best way I can describe it, but it's like, I actively hated hearing him talk anytime he talked. I was just like, like, I just rolled my eyes where I was just like, ugh.
1: But, okay. Okay. okay it I get what just you're like,
0: uh, I, like I get what they're going for, but it's just like, it's so on the nose that I just like, I was like, uh, can you just never talk? <laughs> Fair enough. But, but the world of Atomic Heart is like insanely cool because it's like the weird, like Bioshocky area where it's just like all the weird shit going on in the retro futuristic Soviet Russia kind of thing. It was okay. really cool. But it's Game Pass. I mean, so it's like legit free to play.
1: Yeah, I, it won't cost me anything. So if I don't like it, then it doesn't matter at all, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. But that's all I got.
1: Yeah, I don't really uh, have a whole lot more either. All right.
2: Catch you on the next one. Later.